Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you. Because I don't have... My headphones are charging. Mm. Well, that sounds like a personal problem. No, it's not. <laughs> it's just I forgot you were coming over. Come on, what? We've been talking about this for days. Well, yeah, but it's kind of like... talking about this since Thursday. Yeah, but don't you see, you know... Are we recording? It's kind of like it's kind of like the Doctor Who <laughs> villains that, like, as soon as you turn around, you forget they're there. <laughs> what the what are they? The silence or whatever the ones that kind of go. Oh yeah, the silence. The silence. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. kind of it is. You leave, and I, I just forget about you. <laughs> That's that is. And we went wow. to the we went to the movie, and I left the park the parking lot, and I forgot. Wow. Yeah, that's just so affirming. I can't even imagine how affirming. It can't, it can't get any more affirming than that. You should go to a group therapy session. Oh, I, yeah, right. Don't you? you? I know you find them. <laughs> nope, don't like very... them. Don't even want to teach that class. I, <laughs> I'm supposed There's to. There's a group therapy session class? Oh, yeah. We, uh, we teach our, our students. We have an entire class on groups that teach them how to run them. But they're so fucked up. Groups? And likely your students. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about my students. Well, here, <laughs> let me, uh, how much time you got? Let no, me, I'm going to tell, tell you, I'm going to tell you what. I don't, let, me, let me grab, let me grab the mic. I've got, I'm gonna, uh, for, for the record, for the record, I have good students. Whatever this man says, don't believe him. I have good students. So why are you complaining about them all the time? I don't know. It's between us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody complains about their work sometimes, but I don't teach groups. I don't like groups personally. I think. Uh, okay, I will. I will say this. I think, I think self help groups help people. I just, by themselves. Well, I think they help. Isn't that, isn't that what self help is? I think they help people cue into certain ways that can help them. But ultimately, everybody helps themselves. They, I mean, even at the, and we're talking about the movie Renfield. Even at the end of the movie Renfield, he knows that he has done the work, not the group. Anytime you're ready to find a comfy position over there, it'd be great while you're spreading the dirt and mud all over. Oh. Scott is very angry at his dogs. It's like it's like dirty mud city out in the yard and they really brought they brought in the muddy paws. That's it's like sure. dirty mud city in here. You know, they make those things have you seen those things? They're like a cup with like bristles or something. You put water oh, in there, yeah. you stick their mm-hmm. paw in there. Mm-hmm. I mean they look like horse shit to me, but I wonder if they work. Well, you're the Amazon reviewer, so maybe you should find something. Should I see if I could get some? No, well, not right now. We're podcasting. Well, yeah, so. but if we went on Amazon, we'd find all kinds of really squirrel. cool stuff. Squirrel. Squirrel. I know, I know, because my meds are kind of starting to wear off on me right now. Yeah. But well, see, I'm well, waiting yeah. to get I'm waiting to get to 100. Look at this. I'm at 95 reviews. And I have these products. I've got nine that are waiting a review. But only some of them have been shipped. I got to get to 100. Why? What happens when you get to 100? Do you get like a little trophy? When I get to 100, then I can order eight products a day instead of three. What? You're ordering eight products a day? How do you even manage that? And right now I can right now I can order three. But they and then they have a limit of $100 as far as the value of the product. Oh, wow. Once once I get my gold membership. Jeez. And I get to my hundred, so I've done ninety-five, <laughs> and actually the ones sitting there for ninety-six. So all I have to do is these other ones that are coming this week should put me over the top. 
then I can do eight. Pro- I can order eight products a day, and there's no limit on the value. Is this by any chance a pyramid scheme? They're not asking you to pay in. I don't pay. This. I don't oh, pay. Oh, wow. They they it's it's the businesses that send the product to be reviewed. Okay. Because they like the reviews that the people. What if you don't write a positive review? Then it's not a positive review. It's not the fact that it's positive or negative. It's the way you the, the how you write the reviews. You know, and and what's in the review, and the time you obviously take. A little muddy paw on my leg. Dogs kind of imprinted on me. Fucking dogs. I so I'm going to tell you what I think that's great. I'm I'm happy for you, but I wouldn't know what to do with um, all these packages arriving on your doorstep. Well, once and you have to keep them for six. Everything for six months is the deal. And once once you've had them for six months, then you can divest yourself of them. Whether that's give them away, sell them, whatever you want. So I mean, basically use them, and they're not they're not. You don't have to anymore. necessarily use them. I've got stuff upstairs that I haven't used that's on my sh- shelf, <clears throat> and it's stuff that I will once it's six months old, I'll either sell it or give it away. Mm. I don't use most of the stuff that I, I there's. I mean, you know, I've got like so ninety five have come in. Actually, ninety five have come in that I. Says that I've had reviewed, but I've actually got about 120. You have 120 100, some products. 113, 113 products that I've ordered. Wow. Holy so and I don't cow. use them all. Wow. You know, there's there's stuff in here that's not you know my stuff that's not my jam. Why'd you order them then? Because it's part of the review process. This is like this is like the because <laughs> they because because they send them. If you're slightly interested in it. They send it to you. They want. They're sending them to you simply to be reviewed. Mm. So why don't you review them? Why don't you use them and review them? I do review them. You're not listening to me. I'm trying to Women, listen. I'm trying to follow. God, if you no. had one tiny nut that big, no. then it would be all the difference in the world. I just don't understand why if your job is to review them and they send them The job them is to you. review them. Okay. That's where the job ends. So okay. everything's been reviewed. Doesn't mean I use it. Not necessarily a product that I've used, but I review it. Okay. And it goes back on the shelf if it's something that I'm really not going to, you know, be using. All right. Well, speaking about women, that's a good segue um, into the M&M's uh, culture war disaster over women. Um, and this uh, this conversation was triggered by a gas station trip today for me where I picked up a package of M&M's caramel cold brew and thought that would be kind of a fun little uh little tie-in for the beginning of the podcast, do a little taste testing, see what we can mm-hmm. do with that. And I saw the purple M&M on there in her white combat boots or white, white, uh, I would say white, like similar to Doc's or some sort of chunky 90s heel, right? Apparently that, that purple M started a culture war. I didn't even have any idea. Yep. You know, all you got to do is um, take the heels off of a fake character that doesn't exist in real life. Yeah, to, people, pit, to piss off the masses. People got angry about this. I mean, I remember I see there's an image. We're looking at images online now of the, the upside down M&Ms. And what was that all about? Flipping says on the package, supporting women, flipping what? Flipping no, the status How can the M&M be quo. upside down? Yeah, so this uh, is what Oh, caused... because, then it's a, because then it's a W. Yeah, this is what caused the problem, supporting women and flipping the No, this the isn't what caused quo. the problem with that. No, I mean, this is something else. I thought, so when this M&M culture war thing came out, I thought it was right about here. the statement they put on their package. Right here. They're, they're, people are upset. Apparently, the alt-right is upset that they took the heels off See, of... See, there's your... 
they took the heels off of the female Eminem characters. And they're no longer they're no longer a little sexy. Here's your Do I make this bigger? Does this make it bigger? No, it doesn't make it bigger. For shit sakes. So I mean, okay. Well Look, so here's your brown one that used to have some heels. There's heels. Now yeah. she got flats. Here's your green one in the little booty bitty boots. Oh yeah, she had go-go boots she's, on. Now she's got tennis shoes. You know, I did not know that the green M&M had white go-go boots on. Now she's in tennis shoes. And what it is, it's all the hicks in Kentucky and Tennessee. And Tucker Carlson. And Arkansas. And Tucker fucking Carlson. Yeah. That can't handle their fake characters for their candy being dressed differently. Yeah, so Tucker Carlson. It's a goddamn made, M&M drawing. <laughs> it's a candy. So so Tucker Carlson apparently said that oh. um, the company, the Hershey Mars company, wasn't going to give up until they'd androgenized women completely. Have you seen Tucker That's what Carlson? He said. <laughs> you want to talk about somebody who's fucking androgenized? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Oh my god. Well, anyway, you can't gonna... look at you cannot look at Tucker Carlson oh, and figure excited. out exactly what you want to I mean, he is the last person or they are the last people <laughs> that should be complaining about gender for anybody because if anybody you can't tell their fucking gender, it's Tucker goddamn Carlson. All right. Well, yeah. So I mean, that's right in his name, he, you know, with the whole gender thing, he must talk, right? Tuck. Just like every, <laughs> just like every every other drag queen. Yeah, wouldn't that? We must something? be a Tucker. Wouldn't that be something that if we lived in a in an alternate universe and Tucker Carlson was actually tucking, that would be funny. All right. So, what's your opinion here? The caramel cold brew M M&M. and M. What do you think? I don't like gummy gummy things except for gummy bears. It's gummy. You think it's gummy? Chew on one. Can I have one more to get rid of the dogs? Well, you can't give one of these to the dogs. It's chocolate. Oh, fuck. I give my dogs chocolate all the time. I just want one. You take one. Because I can give them each one. All right. So Because they love M&M's. I'm going to tell you right now, I think it tastes like coconut. I got a coconut vibe going on. There here. really is kind of a coconut thing going on there, isn't it? This tastes like coconut. It's supposed to be... But... Caramel cold brew, first of all, as I bitched about earlier, cold brew is just coffee. I mean, as far as the flavor goes, cold brew coffee doesn't taste any different. I mean, maybe a little hint of chocolate notes, but that's about it. It's coffee. So caramel coffee, but it doesn't taste like caramel coffee at all, actually. Well, I, don't so get the, I don't get the coffee. Anything coffee related is overtaken by... Exactly what you're talking about, like a little coconut action. So it appears that there's a crispy shell, a layer of kind of like... You mean like M&M's? I get M&M's. It's a crispy... <laughs> Melts in your mouth, not in your hands. Yep. Apparently there's Just like a crispy me. shell. <laughs> and then there's a layer of chewy caramel. Chewy coconut. Ooh, sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes and that caramel must have Mom's a coffee. Mom's got deep dark chocolate. It's Ooh, chewy coconut. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, and then and then they've you can get to the um, chocolate inner layer, but it and at the end the of the goo, day it tastes the, like coconut. The goo, the goo, the gooey center. So you know this is what really pisses me off is don't they taste these things after they make it? They're gonna brand this caramel cold brew and it's supposed to take like caramel and coffee and chocolate, but it tastes like coconut. 
It does taste coconutty. Tastes like fucking coconut. They really need to get the people that work for us to hear you. Here's a look. Look at this. Look at those sexy, sex sexy, sexy, sexy boots. And then the te- sneakers. Yeah, that green, green M&M. She's just trash. Notice they also took out, they put tights on both her arms and her legs. Like her arms are all of a sudden wearing, she's like wearing a white. Well, long she was getting shirt. a bit of a waddle there going on under the, oh, under, she's, under the arms. She's definitely a skinnier M&M now. But, oh, yeah, I tell you, I tell you, this is very. Oh, 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 look oh. at this. Look. That's your boy. There's Tucker. Yeah, click on that. It's the M&M's controversy, and we're looking at an image up. with Tucker. He's all puckering uh, up. He's such a fucking baby. Uh. So, but here's the deal. Why? God, somebody, Why please. Did, he lives in New York. It'd be so easy to accidentally run over him. Please, Why did somebody. this company, why, why did Mars, Mars, who has M&M's, actually take down their spokes candies? Why, you know, I'm pretty sure Mars Core can, uh, can handle this kind of, like, controversy. I mean, it's a stupid Which is why they're just, staying, they're just staying quiet and letting everything roll. But, but no, they said they retired their spokes candies and replaced them with Maya Rudolph. Because everybody loves Maya Rudolph, and that's not going to cause Oh, but I think any... that was only kind of like a... Wasn't that in and of itself just like a thing? Yeah. Like No, like a, like a... I think the candies are actually really... there. I've seen them. I've I've seen them since that. Well, I mean, it's, it's because the, because the Maya Rudolph thing failed at the Super Bowl. It's funny, hugely. It's funny that they say they retire these candies when seriously they're out there in production. What's they're on the bag? There. What's on the bag? What's is, on Maya, the bag? is Maya Rudolph's nope, face Maya's on the bag? Maya's not on the bag. Purple M M&M and M with con- with uh, like you know. I love me some Maya Rudolph. Her show on Apple TV Plus is awesome, but yeah, she's just I mean, not a. This is just. So I'm not. Dumb. I mean, really, what I wish they would have said is, is uh, M&M's or Mars Corps basically caved to the alt-right over shoes. How stupid is that? Because that's what they have to worry about. You know, because yeah, so this is the deal. Because all those fuckers living in trailers in the alt-right that don't have jobs and have already depleted all of their unemployment, they have nothing else to do but complain about M&M's candy. Right, right. And make moonshine. Yeah, and around here. Yeah, come and get me, fuckers. Here. I have guns, too. And yeah, you're talking about moonshine in the South, but around here, we're talking about red eye. So they're making red eye around here. So. Ugh. I tell you. Well, no, we're not. We're, you're making red eye by mixing booze with flavorings, as opposed to making moonshine, which is the actual making of the booze. Okay, well, thanks for setting me straight. All well, right. see, I have to do it every episode. <laughs> I'm sure. I should be, ta- I'm I should be sure taking. I'm sure it's what some of our loyal oh, followers live for. I'm sorry. Did your story jump the shark again? <laughs> oh, okay. Burn, burn. All right. Well, let's uh, let's segue away from the purple coconut tasting M M&M and M in white. The, pur- the purple coconut tasting coffee M and M. Whatever they're trying to do, they failed miserably at it. So. All right. Um, let's, uh, let's, Can we so, talk about what we came here to talk about? Yeah, right. Because I mean, it's really to... hard to edit all this bullshit out and well, not have it be completely. You can start by that last little dig you gave me about jumping the shark. You can take that right out. Uh, no, that, that's got to stay. Okay. Well, all right. So let's talk about Renfield. We How about you Renfield tell me your name? Uh, my name is Nancy. And I'm Scott. And we are, we are here today to talk about Renfield, Mandalorian, 
and Picard. Second to wow. last episode, season three. Of Renfield? No, but I sure wish. I wish I wish they'd made Renfield a series. Oh that would have been God. awesome. That would have been epic. You'd be talking about it by yourself though. Yeah, probably. But that's you that's alone, so- you alone in the basement ba- in the basement bathroom stall at the museum. Talking <laughs> talk, talking to the playing Takata and Fugue in D minor. That's me in the basement. There you go. With Nicholas Cage talking about <laughs> talking about Cage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So we went to Renfield. Oh. What did you think? Tell me about Renfield, what you thought of it. I thought it was fun. Yeah, it's a fun movie. It was a fun movie. And that's about it. Well, I mean, some movies are just fun movies. I mean, that's what what was the other one we were talking about even before that? I said, oh, it's a fun movie. Um, I mean, some some movies, that's just the extent of it. That's where you, you know, it's not, you know, you're not talking about character development and, no. you know, all that kind of happy horse shit. Well, I mean, the nice thing about Renfield is that the characters are already developed. We have... You know, Dracula's developed. The character of Renfield is developed. We have a healthy See, I've backstory. I've never heard sense. of the Renfield character. Are you kidding until, me? What? Until the you know the ads came out for it. What really? I didn't know Dracula had a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I had no idea. Yeah. Well, so and Renf- then I didn't and I didn't know Renfield had uh, an Asian cop as a friend either. Okay, well, <laughs> okay. The you Asian- said all the characters are developed. <laughs> The Asian cop is, and, and the Mexican Ana, cop Ana, Ana is not. What's her name? It's Aquafina. 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 And for the record, this is the first Spoken time apparently. Spoken like, but not spelled Scott like the water. Aquafina. Scott was like, is that the gal, is that the Asian lady that was driving the driving the ambulance and cocaine bear? I thought she kind of looked like her. <laughs> well, you know, in my defense, they all look the same. <laughs> they do not. I knew you were going to say that. I, that is so. Oh, that's so that's racist. that's right. It's all white that's, people that look the same. I'm sorry. Or all the round eyes that look the same. Okay. But not knowing either actress, nor having a vested interest in them. Well, Aquafina. They were both short Asian women with kind of round faces. I don't know. I thought that. I, oh, I'm sorry if I thought it was the same person. Yeah. Which I, set me straight, I, or at least forward. Straight. I don't think that Renfield and Aquafina, her name was Quincy in the show, I believe her name was Quincy. I don't think they had good chemistry at all. I don't feel like they had good chemistry. No, but I mean, they, they see, I don't think they were really intended to. I kind of wish they had left. They there, was had no, left. there was no Levin on screen or otherwise. I don't know. I guess they kind of had to have a car- a cop character. I don't know that they needed to have two cop characters because I thought the whole thing with oh, her sister. Well, her sister was a cop too. Was well, more her, sister of a was coroner. F- her sister was FBI. Sister was FBI. I think they could have had one or the other. They didn't need two cop characters because they didn't develop the the sister that was in the FBI very well, and she was just kind of like bait. She just kind of became like a token bait. She was the convenient. I'm trying to think what they call it, not a trope or whatever in a in a in a TV show or a movie. She was that convenient there because like she needed to have the DNA sample on the the bloody pen. Yeah, you know what I mean. So so how would a cop who walks a beat or does nothing but do DUI checks get a DNA test done? He That's or she true. he or she never would be able to. But if he or she has 
a sibling who's with the FBI, then you might be able to get that done. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that I think the sister was probably just there as a right. And then plus there was the, the proverbial, do you want to join me or do you want to watch your sister die? Yeah, Kinda, right. You know, that whole evil ha thing at the end. Yeah. Choose between good or evil type situation. Yeah. Choose between your sister or me. Right. I uh, I really liked the, introdu- the introduction to the history of Dracula with... Renfield. I really like that they did that. Oh, how they did it like it was a, like a 1930s kind of flashback to yeah. Bella. That was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. That was good. Yep. I, I, so I'm a huge, huge Nicolas Cage fan and have been most of my you life. You are? I am. have been a big Nicolas Cage fan almost That's my entire right, life. I forget. Are you sitting on a towel? No. <laughs> Too bad. We, we got to get you a towel. <laughs> yeah, You're right. in my chairs. I'm not. But uh, <laughs> what I find, um, Interesting is when I first heard that Cage was going to play Dracula, I was like, "No, don't do that. That's bad casting." But just holy, like when they, just wow. like when they were almost cast him as Superman, that would have also Ugh. been bad casting. Ugh. That would have been bad casting. But boy, did he ever sell the hell out of Dracula? He he even looked like Bella Lugosi. He sold the hell out of this, yes. out of a comic version yeah, of Dracula. He did. Had it, he had did. it meant to be. Serious, he would have flopped. Well, possibly, but I think uh, the the makeup and special effects and everything they did to make him look like Bella Lugosi from the er- earliest version. Can we talk was, about the teeth? Good. The teeth, yeah. Bring bring up the teeth. I thought the teeth were cool. I thought it was they were stupid because I mean, it, it was was he a trout or a barracuda <laughs> or a or a perch? Yes. You know, or Definitely was he was he a vampire? I've never seen. He actually. If you're a Stargate fan, he looked like a wraith from Stargate. They have pointy teeth all the way across. Klingon, maybe it was part Klingon. They have pointy teeth all the way across. But I've never seen a vampire that had pointy teeth all the way across. They just yeah. kind of have their no, you're, you're their right. canines they, that do all the, yeah. the busy work. And they come. They don't always. They're not always out. Those teeth are always out, and they're always there. Well, but then he had his two canine ones that grew right. ridiculously long at the end when they went through right. Renfield's like hands and he Dracula. pulled them out of his face. Yeah, no, they definitely uh, made a choice. I would say they made a distinct choice with the teeth on um, him. And um, I, I would say the focus on the teeth was a little bit over overly done too. There's just like, can we uh, can we pan away from the teeth and Nick's beautiful eyes into Nick's oh my beautiful God. eyes instead? His beautiful eyes. <laughs> well, there's a good picture of him as as Dracula with that red jacket on. You said you liked that red kind of smoking jacket. I did not say I liked that red smoking jacket. I said. Nice jacket. Nice jacket. <laughs> which is an entirely oh. different. Oh, and speaking of jackets, and and after which, jackets. after which you said well, it's probably his. <laughs> it probably is his. He's like really into jackets. That's one of that's well, one of his. This signature. one comes with pants. Right. Well, it's clearly like a smoking jacket, and it was pretty. He red. looks like he's out of a '60s it's Batman like a red TV episode. Velvet. Yeah, it kind of. He kind of looks like the like Joker. Joker there. But one of his most iconic lines from a movie comes from the movie Wild at Heart, where he wore his own snakeskin leather jacket that he had bought at a thrift store. And he's got this fantastic line. He's like, did I ever tell you that this here jacket represents a symbol of my individuality and my belief in personal freedom? Oh, good Lord. 
Yeah. And I mean, uh, Red Rock, uh, not Red Rock West, Wild at Heart, and Laura Dern's in that. And that's one of my favorite Nicolas Cage movies. Do you have a favorite Nicolas Cage movie? Um, every one that I haven't seen is my oh favorite. Oh my, not one. You can't cough up one I hate damn him. I movie. hate him. You hate him? No. I think, he's a ter- I, I, think he's a, I think he's a terrible actor. Well, yeah, you, he did a good job in this movie. He stumbled his way through it. He did like not. Like a champ. He didn't like a champ. stumble his way through I this I guess movie. probably Renfield is my favorite one. Oh, boy. Okay. Because it's literally the only one I've ever paid to go see. How's that? So it oh. has to be my favorite one. Do you know? Do you know? Because I've only you, ran into him on cable TV. If you were to throw out a number as to how many movies Zero. Nicolas Cage has been in, how many movies has he done? Um, too many. <laughs> well, it's 107. He's been in 107 movies. And 110 of them were shit. There's 107 of them. Not and 110 of them were shit. Well, he's got five upcoming films. What are you going to do if they cast him in Star Trek? So does the cat that does the food commercial got something <laughs> coming up? <laughs> oh man, it's um, worse than I thought it would become be. Become a Star Wars fan, I guess. <laughs> no. No, dear. Okay. I'm gonna be just like all those other Trek nerds that I can't stand. I'll lose my shit and complain about it on the internet. And and nobody will be care be care because my opinion doesn't matter. Because it's not my script and I don't not my script and I don't get to decide who gets hired. Well, okay. So that's the way I would look. If we it. don't want to talk about Cage, then let's talk about the the guy. We can who talk about Renfield. the movie, yeah, but we don't have to. Nicholas is Holt. Is that how we pronounce his name? It's H O U L T. And we found out. I I Hot enjoyed Holt. reading his IMDb. He was in another Cage movie called The Weatherman, which I I can't speak to. I haven't seen The Weatherman, although I own the damn movie, which is weird. Wait, but what? You own the movie? You I haven't own the seen movie it? and haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I think oh, I picked child. it up like in a five dollar bin or something. So he is also. Oh, in, were you re- were you reaching because you thought it said Nicholas Cage? Yeah, yeah, I, I buy it. Sometimes I pick up Cage. I mean, movies a, you know, five dollar bin. I figured that's where it was. So uh, he was in uh, the movie Warm Bodies, which is a zombie film. I've not seen that. He's oh, that's in, right. Yeah. I forgot that was him. That was yeah. actually good. He plays the lead role. I've heard it. He's a good zombie movie. that's like. Totally zombified, yeah. But he completely think, thinks like like the person. Yeah. So he sits there and he he he's, it's narrated by him mm-hmm. through his mind, even while his body is doing shit that he doesn't want it to do. Like his body will go attack somebody. He's like, no, no, stop, 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 because he's starting to something's happening. He's bouncing back and he's starting to become human again. Yeah. I, I think it sounds, it's actually it a, sounds cute like little, a good movie. I it, wish I'd seen it it's now. It's a cute little date movie. I wish I'd seen it now. He's also in Mad Max Fury Road, which I didn't know what his character was in that. He's in the X-Men. Oh, he was, one of the, he was one of the guys that was like driving all the cars. <laughs> I know that kind of sounds stupid. But, you know, you're to say, oh, you know, he was one of the guys that was fucked up on drugs. He was one of the, he was one of the guys that was like covered in white and was seriously was driving and getting all high and was screaming and all that guy? kind of stuff. Well, technically a bad guy because he worked for the guy that had the weird mask. Did you, you saw? Did you see Mad Max for your own? Oh yeah. Because okay, so you remember the guy that had the weird mask, right? Like he, he was one of his guys. Okay. And then X Men, bunch of X Men movies as Beast, and that that yep. is really probably how I recognize him because I had forgotten after, about after the I pointed movie. it out. Yeah, after you pointed it out, right? Mm-hmm. 
it took me a while. I completely. I'm, it's one of those things where it's like, who, why I know this person from somewhere. I know this from you know, yeah. blah blah blah. Um, oh, it looks like he's in the menu. Oh, that's a new one. The menu just recently came out. Not that oh, that's long right. ago. With uh, Voldemort. <laughs> there he is right here. There he is. Oh yeah, he looks he he looks stone cold crazy. And well, because he's like totally doing yeah. mass. They're doing massive amounts of drugs. And uh, he's bald and. Well, that's not him. He dies. If I remember right. Like eighty-five other people do. Right. Die. Yeah, and then and then there's the well, you got the bad the bad guy with the goofy mask. Mm-hmm. That was a good movie too. It was actually surprisingly good. Mad Max itself was I always kind of thought was a bit of a dud, but it was it was it was it was a product of the time, right? Well, you know that it came out, the, except mean, for except for Thunderdome. Let's be honest, well, Thunderdome. I was mean, awesome. you have to distinguish between Mad Max, which is movie one, and The Road Warrior, which is movie two. So you're probably thinking Road Warrior. I'm thinking of the one that's called Mad Max Thunderdome. Yeah, that's that's three. That's the third movie, and it was the best. Yeah, third and final of the Mel Gibson versions. Yeah, it was the best. It was simply the best. Two men go was, in because it was the one with Tina Turner. Two men go in and Tina one Turner man, was the bad guy. On, raggedy man, raggedy man. Yeah, this was, this was yeah. kind of cool. I mean, they everybody. I think everybody likes Thunderdome the best. I, I mean, I did this. I did this whole thing where I have to watch the original Mad Max just because I, you know, I started with Road Warrior and the original Mad Max is really hard to sit through. Uh, it's it's really actually kind of boring, isn't it? Well, it's boring up until a certain point, but it's 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 just like one of those movies where they they made it, and it was a, it was sort of a cult favorite, and so then they thought we're gonna we're gonna you know make this a bigger, better version, and I I don't I don't know how to explain it other than that. I certainly will say I do like Mel Gibson better as Mad Max than I do. Um. What's his name that we're looking at right there right now? Season oh. Venom to Tom Hardy. Yep. Yeah, Tom Hardy. I like. I mean, who? I. I mean, I'm a huge, huge Mel Gibson fan. So. So why don't you like the Jews? Stop! I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. What do you? I, what? I think you can be. I didn't a fan. realize I was sitting across the table from an anti-Semite. No, I think you can be a fan of an actor. And who's and his work, and I not a fan of him, the person. Disassoci- dis- disassociate their body of work from themselves. Yeah, right. Absolutely, again. Right. I'm just, I'm just so, fucking. I don't him. know. And I mean, I wish he hadn't said that. That was unnecessary. He, sh- he, he the, shouldn't have the those 18, feelings. Eighteen thousand times that yeah, he said that. Yeah, yeah. He shouldn't. I Every don't time know he what opens his yap, he digs himself deeper. You know, I mean, work through your bias, Mel. Deal with it. Well, wasn't that the whole reason he did the Passion of the Christ? Because he was like trying to, Gosh, you know, the, I don't the know. dirty Jews. And then he, so he d- does a movie about Christ. Who was a Jew? Yeah, just in case just you're make not, any sense. In case you're not aware, Jesus I, was a Jew. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on with that. And and uh, quite honestly, I mean, I know it sounds terrible. I had I sometimes forget about that. And, um, but, but Hollywood didn't, they kind of blacklisted. They, well, that's right. They had cans of pa- spray paint too, or something. They, right. they went, they spray paint themselves in Mad Max and then, and then inhale it. Yeah. Oh. All right. Enough about that. So, you know, 
Um, the movie was fun. <laughs> it was fun. It was very the, bloody. It's really bloody, and they do they do something really super. Well, I told you. I said it was blood. like watching Spartan again. Sparta. Spart- or no, you Sparta, Spartacus. Um, Spartacus. Yeah. Spartacus had like a lot of blood And it was that ridiculous fake amount of, of blood right. that no possible, like you said, there's not that much blood in their body. There's not much at. blood in the human body that yeah. it comes gorging out of yeah. them. Like which, a, is, which made it fun. Yeah, it was fun. There's a lot of... And I noticed in... Um, in Renfield, everybody that's a bad guy, including the cops, because they, they make a point to say that all the cops are dirty, except for Aquafina, and they all die. They literally all die. And really a lot, almost everybody dies in the movie, but then they resurrect them with, with the good guys, with Dracula blood at the end. Right, because the, all the guys that are in the, um, the prayer circle. Right. Or the, uh, <laughs> not the prayer circle, but the... the the group, the group well, therapy, the therapy group. It was the they group. were running out of, it out of a church, which is interesting. Yeah, but was, they're running out. Oh, out they're of off, they're often run out of churches. Yeah, right. It's true. Well, I used to go to AA. It was always in a church. Mm-hmm. Well, AA is our religious group therapy experience. Yeah, yeah, that didn't work for me either. So, group therapy experience. Yeah. That's the way I look at religious it. Religious or not, AA is. Pretty much the most popular group therapy. It is, which is ridiculous. But I'm not. We're not here for that. All right. We're not here for Scott's opinion. Yeah, we. Are. I don't like. To, I don't like. Are. I don't like to push my opinion on people, oh, especially especially during this podcast. You know me. Oh, I just kind of. Okay. I just kind of like to fade in the background, do my thing, listen to what you have to say. So uh, we should also bring Flip up the little switches and click the little buttons. We should also bring up the actress from The Expanse. Who plays Bella Francesca? And I am going to totally um, just rip her name to shreds. Shora Ogdashlu, I believe, is how you pronounce it. But right Ooh, away, when we saw the uh, mom, where's my mom? Because <laughs> that one character is like well, the always fun- asking for his mom. Well, She's the funny one. thing was, you know, I need to, you need to meet my mother or whatever the hell. You need to meet my mother. Yeah, that's yeah, great. And he's a, he's just had a mommy, sort of a mommy complex throughout the whole movie. Yeah, she's, oh, I lost it. How to tell when cake is done. That's not really what I'm here for. But. Well, I didn't. So you love The Expanse and I only made it. Okay, through. no, we need to. We, okay, we need to. I like The Expanse. Here she is. Shorei Agadashio, something like that. She's 70 years old. That was kind of cool. I didn't know I didn't know I'm she was that 50. old. 50. Ah, I'm 50. 50 years old. Yeah, well, she's 70. Um, and then she was also the Admiral in Star Trek that was going to promote Kirk. Hmm. See, and I don't remember that, but I what? do remember her from a few things. Yeah. She was the one, she was the one that was uh, Really? I don't. I don't remember her okay. in I believe, in uh, I I Star Trek. But you know, I probably saw her, but I just don't remember her. Well, I mean, if you saw the movie, then you did. You know. Yeah. So. She was. She was at like there at that station. You know where where the Enterprise was getting all fixed. Talking to she was talking to Kirk because he was. He was he he was like I want to I think I want to retire or not retire he didn't want to have a didn't want to have a ship anymore he was tired oh, of me yeah this is in the Calvin timeline yeah all right okay yeah and it was like he was he was over the <laughs> well he you was know he was he was over the 
I, you know, being out there and everything's going and going and going and going and she was going to, yeah. I hate to point this out to you, but this woman is 70 years old. And when you said, when you say she's in a movie with Kirk, I was assuming Shatner, not Pine. As oh, Kirk. yeah. Kirk sucks, though. Stop it. That's enough. Yeah. Or not Kirk sucks. Shatner sucks. Sorry. Ask every member of his cast from the yeah, TV so show. Yeah, so he was kind of a jerk. Apparently, we're talking about jerks tonight. We're talking about... What's up with that? I don't know. You've been bringing him up. I mean, well, I guess well, I kind of brought up Mel Gibson, and then you reminded me that he's a jerk, and I'd forgotten he was a jerk, because yeah. apparently, apparently I'm a jerk. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, Should we watch that and review that? I haven't seen that in a long time. Review what? The jerk. The jerk? Oh, God. I haven't watched that in forever. Uh, me either. I was watching Smoking the Bandit upstairs. Yeah, you've been kicking it old school because last week I found you watching another old school movie. What was that called? My graduation. No, no, it was a sci-fi. It was a sci-fi show or it was a TV. Space nineteen ninety nine. Which, by the way, was not filmed in nineteen ninety nine at all. It was not. It was like nineteen seventy nine. You want to just? Um, what do you it was, think? It was shortly after Star Wars as well. Well. Since we are, um, are, we, are we ready to transition Renfield away was from fun. Renfield? Renfield yeah. was fun. Still doesn't make what's-his-name a good actor. I think it makes him a better actor, but, you know, whatever. Whatever. I'm not going to okay. fight you on this. No, there's no reason. I'm not going to fight you. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was a good it was, movie. It was a fun movie. Not as fun as Cocaine Bear. No, it truly wasn't as fun as Cocaine Bear. Few things will be as fun as Cocaine Bear. We yeah. should do some cocaine and then watch Cocaine Bear. There's, you know, I ironically, there's a lot of cocaine in Renfield. There was, there was multiple references. There was, to well, cocaine. there was a surprising amount in the, what, what's his name? The, uh, what was his name? Logan Lo, Lo, Lobos. Lobos. The Lobos family. Character. Yeah. yeah. Well, the guy, the son. He threw away all the cocaine in the beginning. He was throwing it at the cops. That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, they apparently have some. They, they were buried in cocaine. I mean, with the very final scene of the movie is they show that whole wall of cocaine. Oh, it's funny. It was funny. Yeah, yeah a yeah, person should wa- do some cocaine and then watch Cocaine Bear. We are uh, not that I would um, ever suggest anybody do cocaine. Yeah, I was but if just you're gonna, gonna say, then you should watch Cocaine Bear afterwards. I'm, I was just gonna say we're not. We're not doing, nobody's doing cocaine here. Don't get you thinking. You could do some medicinal marijuana um, and then we watch Cocaine Bear. No. Let me know. Well, I'm I think not, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do it right now. You get to do that. I'm, I will not be doing that. So, well. Anyway, it was fun. It was a fun movie. It's worth your, it's worth the price of admission for a matinee. Put it that way. Right. And as was, we said, it was like back to the, you want to talk about old school movies. It was only a little over an hour <laughs> Hour and a half long. We were it talking about how movies, movies were forty-one minutes. Movies long. were always ninety minutes long. We were talking yeah. about that. And you know what? One hour and forty minutes long was long enough for this movie. Absolutely. They told a they told a succinct story in yep. in a decent yep. amount of time. Yep. I mean, I saw like I know you didn't go with with me to see Dungeons and Dragons, but it was like two and a half hours long, and it was. Towards the end, it was just like enough already. Yeah, you guys could trimmed. You could have trimmed the fat on this movie. Well, easy. It's, it's fucking Action Jackson that started all that bullshit, and his his uh, Lords of the Fly of the Dragon of the Golem of the Wizards. Oh, movies. Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> well, Action Jackson. Well, his name's Jackson. You mean the director. Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. <laughs> okay. And he decided every movie's got to be three fucking hours long. Yeah. And you know, movies. They there were movies in the day like Gone with the Wind and um, 
that's one example of one movie. I think it's like four hours long. They had an intermission. I mean, they were kind enough to give you after two hours a pee break. It's like, and get some snacks. Stupid. It's so, stupid. Yeah. Nobody, I mean, there are people that are sitting out there that have hemorrhoids. <laughs> are you speaking they, for yourself? And they, are you talking about yourself? I have, <laughs> I have, I have, I have not anymore. But there are people that got to stand up. You got an itchy bum or what? <laughs> I don't have an itchy bum. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's true. I mean, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, people just get restless. You have to go to the bathroom. You, you get distracted. You're have, not paying attention anymore. They have anymore. restless hemorrhoid syndrome. <laughs> oh, no. Our <laughs> do, your, do, your, do your hemorrhoids start twitching in the middle of the night? <laughs> do you have restless hemorrhoid syndrome? <laughs> no. Oh, Ouch. <laughs> I am okay. I'm so sorry for your pain. Mm. Well, I'm fine. We um are we ready to transition away from Renfield to something else? Yeah, should we? Uh, and I'd like to uh, transition to my next little little stunt. Take it away. I, oh, you got a stunt? Um, yeah, I got a stunt for this one. We have for for this <sighs> section of our podcast, we're going to transition into the Mandalorian, and we're going to do an unboxing. A little bit of an unboxing. Oh, you had mentioned something about that. Yeah. yeah. So I brought you something that I found at Dollar Tree. It better be a lightsaber. <laughs> but it was the expensive part of Dollar Tree, if the five dollar part. So if it's not a lightsaber, um, I don't want it. I am presenting my <gasps> friend. I'm, is that really who it is? Yeah, I'm presenting you with I'm a five dollar Bocaton Creed action figure in a box. See, and they, they actually have the Dollar Disney Tree. licensing for this. Yeah. You know, for this, then I can do use a 3D camera. We can model this. We know how to paint it. And then we can sell it at your craft shop. We're not going to paint that. It's already painted. At no, least I, I think can, no, it is. We can, I can model this with a 3D camera. And I can print all of our own on the 3D printer and sell them at your craft shows. So, and then have Disney come after us. This is what I found so. to be so unusual about... You got this at the Dollar Store? I got this at Dollar Tree. And it was, <sighs> believe me, literally the only Star Wars action figure there. Like, I would assume if they, they were selling... They didn't have no, Boba Frick? They had 20 no, Boba Frick? No, they had 20 Bo-Katans, but no Din Djarin's, no Grogu, no... Oh wow, it's like in a super sealed bag. So it's in a box and then it's in a sealed bag. In a box in a bit. And now the dogs think it's a snack. The dogs snack. think it's a snack. It looks like a, it looks like a bag of from mac and cheese. I, I was I'm kind of yeah, I was gonna, I was going to say uh, Oh, that's a pretty good action figure. That's actually is. not bad. That's good. And the arms even move. Does their helmet come off? Nope. nope. Okay. This is the so. way. This is the way. Yeah. See, that, that sh- to see it's not a... It's not a bad guys, action not, figure at all. It's not a food. It's not food. You guys all good? Wow. All right. And so... Um, Actually, yeah, I'm yeah, surprised. It's not bad. It's not bad. Five, five dollars. Oh, she twists. You can, <laughs> you can twist her midriff like the exorcist if you want to. because <laughs> her... She asked her because the head yeah, doesn't move. Yeah, head doesn't pop head doesn't, head doesn't move. Mm. I think oh, she has a visible bad. penis line. No, she doesn't. She's she's got an articulated line. Her joints move. Her legs move. Probably she got a line in her. Uh, she got a. Does her, she have a crotch. cod piece on? <laughs> no, she got a <laughs> line in there though. <laughs> I don't know. Well, anyway, it's pretty good. It's not bad. It's, it's nice, nice. Thanks. It's actually a pretty good action figure. Um, you sure they don't have a Boba Frick pack? No, no, uh, no. They had literally just just her, and I thought it was very strange, but. Uh, 
Uh, Scott revealed a week or so ago that uh, Katie Sackhoff is like uh, the one, the one that would get him to switch teams. So um, we're pretty excited about that. So I thought, well, that's I found awesome. this. I found that's this action. Awesome. Oh, she's freestanding. Look, that's pretty cool. Well, yeah, you can. She can freestand. Not a lot of like single. No, a lot of them are. Yeah, can. you're right. They they follow usually probably because they have like a mold thing right. on the bottom. Right. Oh, See, so she has she's little got great feet. carved out feet. She's got, yeah. great, she's got nice feet. Oh, nice feet. You nice know, a big boots. feet. You know, a big feet, man. Right. Oh, this is great. This is much oh, she, better. I mean, than I and thought. she stands as well. Not even like yeah. barely stands. Right. So. Wow, that's awesome, thanks. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Oh, but I still want to bob a frick. I mean, that's not a, I mean, nothing off. I'm not taking anything away from this. But I want what they make. They make a big one that actually is interactive and actually talks and stuff. Oh, that's great. I mean, I love, I, I, you know, me, I've got a, I've got a whole science fiction collection of random You do, and I don't, I don't have a bunch of stuff. I got my little, and I I love, I have um, my two Star Trek ships over there. That's it. A lot of people don't. You don't want to pick up loose action figures because they don't have the box, they don't have the wrapping. I love loose action figures because I feel like, you know, if you like, if you like a specific, oh, you mean oh, not? the whole horseshit about right, keeping them in the box, the box, and all that business. Well, there, did, you, did you ever see the um, um, episode of uh, Big Bang Theory? Oh yes, with oh, with yeah. with. Okay. Uh, with Spock and the transporter action. Yeah. Did you see that mm-hmm. one? That was awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of good. And that's the way they are. That's the way those yeah. super nerds well, are, super, man. Super collectors are like that. Now, <sighs> it's one thing if you can see the action figure through the box. That's great. I mean, that works. I have plenty of action figures that are still in the box. But um, I like to pick up a rando loose figure every once in a while because, first of all, You've got cheaper. rando Calrissian? No, I don't. <laughs> Actually, I don't have Lando Calrissian. Rando Calrissian is one of my other favorites. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of a loose action figure that I have that I absolutely love. I have a couple of, um, I don't know, I've, I've just various from everything. And uh, I have a really great original C-3PO. Uh, little tiny, little tiny Star Wars C-3PO, but it's not in the box. It's not worth anything anymore. But I remember there's a Buffy episode where um, a couple of the nerdy kids in Buffy uh, are based. <laughs> Spike is holding their C-3PO action figure hostage, and he's going to pop their head off, if, if that pop that C-3PO head off if they don't talk. It's a great moment oh, in the show. I love that. I love any F references to action figures in never, popular culture. They're funny. I never watched the show. Well, I mean, a lot of people make fun of adults collecting toys. No, but, I'm just no. I'm just saying. I never. But I don't, because I do. I never. Well, I never watched. I haven't the faintest idea why I agreed to this. I don't have headphones on. Is it playing? Is it playing? Can you help us with this? Oh, there's your favorite alien. It's Bobo Frick. Is it playing? I don't have my headphones on. It's playing, yeah. Okay, good. Zori? I don't have headphones on. Is yeah, this Bobo Frick. That's the one I want. He says he's found something so he's in your not the one. Just so you're aware. Is that a Power Ranger That's talking it. to them? That's what we need. Who are you <laughs> part of the expanded Disney sick. universe. Can you make him trip? No, it's his, one of his friends. It looks like a Power Ranger. Yeah, yes, but it will cause a complete memory. But <laughs> it's, not, it's not the one that's bad, baby. No, it's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. 
Bad baby. Oh. Bad baby. Bad baby. Bad baby. That's funny. No squeezy bad baby. That's funny. That was a good. That <laughs> yeah. was really good. And that's yeah. the, so that's not Babu Frick, but well, that's I still. wrote down the name of the alien race. <laughs> bad baby. And maybe you can beat me. To These it. guys, yeah. they're like the Artellans or Artellians or something like that. I wrote them down. Artell Artellians. I forget their name. <laughs> yeah, just when I need it. Um, and no, and Zelen. Okay. Yeah. I so I was saying, our, so I was like, our Tellens or our Tellians, and no, they're Anzellans. Anzellans, yep. So I got a profound no. That's not even close. We're hoping. Well, it's all right. I just knew I'd that's write it down. I, no, and I knew you wrote it down too because I remember when you did. Yeah, they're funny. They're funny. Um, yeah, they are. They are droidsmiths. Is what they're called. They're big fame yeah. to claim. They're fame to claim. Well, and in. Oh, really, the most recent episode of Mando, they they make, they create. So episode 23, The Spies, I wrote down Grogu's new ride is an IG-12 revamped droid. Yeah, and that's the one that they pulled out of the... It was IG-11 yep. that they turned into IG-12 yep. with the revamp. I and they was, pulled him right out of the statue on the front steps. Of, right, right. You know. I was listening to another podcast. They were all bent out of shape because they thought it was disrespectful and to have <laughs> Grogu. <laughs> See, these, I mean. Disrespectful. Somebody. These, this is this, those fuckers. It's not even real. It's not even real. Know, How they, can they, they disrespect something that's not real? They got to at least fucking go to Target once in a while and <laughs> get out in the sunlight, you know? <laughs> I mean, how do they get there? I suppose they order all this shit from Amazon so they don't even have to go outside to get their... Yeah, I mean, but it's, yeah, I think you're looking at your face and your future now. You oh, just talked no, about all I your Amazon you. orders. No, I, I mean, that's a different story. That's so I can make some little money on the side. But it's the... Yeah, it's the whole, you know, using the husk of IG-11 for, you know, for Grogu to have a, you know, a hot rod or whatever, you know, walk around in, which and it's just like, whatever. It was... Comedy, it was levity. The whole the whole point of it was for levity. Well, <laughs> as far as yeah, I'm concerned. I, know. I think part of the point is to get Grogu out of his little baby bassinet that he's flying in. And they're they're trying to do some things to age him up a little. Like, yeah, you know, well, and this thing that I was watching was, they did that whole thing so that he'd be able to stop the fight between the two Mandalorians on the boat. That's the whole point of this. When he could have done it with the Force. <laughs> that was this. That was the complaint on this podcast, and I'm just like, oh my god, oh my god. I'm like, you really, you really think oh, really? the writers were thinking? Okay, we want Grogu to interrupt two guys that are fighting over a ham sandwich on the boat, and we need to figure out a way to do it. And so we got a, yeah. a hundred year old baby that knows the Jedi or knows the Force. Knows the Force. Yeah. Um. No, let's stick him in a robot husk so that he can walk around going, no, 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 or yes, yes, yes. yes. That was, I thought that was also fun to show him. But I mean, to think that they did that whole fucking thing just so he could stop the fight is just stupid. Well, I wouldn't be listening to that podcast ever again. That's ridiculous. Well, fortunately, I mean, unfortunately, sometimes you get somebody, never mind. You get get guests. Oh, it was a guest. Okay. Right. Well, yeah. Hopefully one of these days soon we're gonna have a guest, and 
<laughs> we're not gonna be able to control. If that you ever get up. your shit together, and I'm gonna get, there, get I'm it coordinated. Together, I'm we're gonna, gonna we're gonna try our because lady, ladies and germs, we we can take phone calls, we can take callers, and so we're gonna do a call in guest if she gets her shit together. Oh, I'm gonna have to soon. So it's on my next to do list. I got a lot. I got a lot of stuff to do. All right. So so let's talk about we're in, we're talking about two episodes now of Mando because we haven't um we haven't talked about the last two episodes at all. Have we? Um yeah, we the last well the last one we did was I want to say 5. Well, so there's chapter 22, Guns for Hire, and chapter 23, The Spies, and we have not podcast about either of them. So Yeah, which was before them. But I wrote down something. I got to know, know by, by on, name. On Guns for Hire, I wrote down something about the fish people, and I'm like, I don't... Fish people apprehended by Mandalorians. Do you even remember what that was about? Just hang on once. So, yeah, the pirate was the last one we talked about. Yeah. Episode 5. Yeah. Um, so in so what now? well in Guns for Hire had all the guest stars. It had Lizzo. It had Jack Black. Yep. And yep. the big reveal, I think, according to the internet, nobody really cares about Jack Black. It's, it's all about Doc Brown from Back to the Future. No, it's about boy. fucking Lizzo. Oh, was it? You think Lizzo got the big? Depends upon which side of the internet you live on. Well, I. Was... I mean, but that that's actually I'm to me being snarky, but that actually kind of whoever you know Jack Black, Lizzo, Doc Brown. Yeah, it depends upon where you troll the internet, whichever ones you think would be bigger. Well, I didn't see anything pop up about Lizzo. I saw Jack Black. That's because you troll you troll the wrong part of the internet then. Oh, okay. Well, see, Mr. that's Hellgate. just my, that's just my point. Is that they're all they were all three big three big names. Whoever you give a shit about is whoever you give a shit about. True. Yeah. I thought it was cool to have all three of them there. Yeah, and I was, I, was kind of a lot for one episode. You know, well, yeah, dumping them all, dumping all that star power in one episode is. You're right there. Um, Jack Black and Lizzo were perfect together because they were kind of, you know, living on a planet and all kind of like almost like they were insulated from the. I mean, they were just kind of in their own little fantasy world, you know, in a way, you know, away from the Empire, away from anything. Pro, you know, we're over here and everything's just fine and dandy and great and, you know, nothing wrong over here hide, hiding in the corner in our own little corner of the galaxy. Well, you had a big issue in this episode with Nepenthe. <laughs> I didn't have an issue with it. Yeah, you kind of the, brought it up. Well, like, I mean, Star uh, Wars stole Star the name. Wars they stole, stole the, the name. name. Yep. Because also known as a planet where Riker and Troy. Um, live and went, and that's when they had their like. Trek. They had their like, where their son pizza, died. Where they had their uh, wood fire pizza yeah. oven. <laughs> they went there. They went there in the series because there was supposed to be something with the planet where they thought it would save their son, which it didn't. So mm. it was the planet Nepenthe. Yeah, and this there was Nepenthe was the the goop that the 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 droids drank. Yeah, they, they had a bar. They had a whole droid bar where they went yeah. drink. Now now. Do, Good so, thing we didn't have any droid sex. Do that would have been bad. Did droids like they take time off? Like they get off work and they go to the bar? I was really trying to. I was kind of <laughs> wondering really about that, that myself because I'm thinking that. that's weird. Yeah, right. So they have like, do they have like droid condos? I don't know. I mean, do they they like live their own lives after they get done with work and they just show up every day and that seems very, like that doesn't that doesn't seem right. Well, it would be like a kind of like a. <laughs> I said, said a droid condo would be like a uh, 
It was the. Did you ever watch? Um, uh, oh shit, what was the? I can't believe I can't remember it. The the cartoon about in the future. It was a spinoff from The Simpsons. The same same guy that did the The Jetsons? No. It's the same guy that did The Simpsons did Futurama. The, Futurama, thank yeah. you. And uh what was the robot's name again? Oh my god. Why did uh, he bring this up? Buh, buh, I know. What was his ben, name? Bender. Ben, Bender. Yeah, so, Bender. Jeez, I can't believe it took me that long to think. Me about either. That. So but what maybe what made me wonder about it was if um Star Wars droids. The Star Wars droids. I mean, if thing. they're yeah. if they're if they're going to the bar and everything, you know, do do they have do do they live wherever it is the hell they, they live, and do they have like there we go, robot arms apartments <laughs> with ben. So this is this has got to be like what the droids had. I mean, if they're going to the bar, you know, I've never even seen a robot apartment think. before. Come on in. I'll and so when you check out, his, come on, right, check out his pad. Here we go. <laughs> I love Futuro. <laughs> he barely even gets the door closed. That's <laughs> a, a fucking phone booth. Let's see where to start. So that's what you that's what you got for. This is a TV area. <laughs> robot now apartments. Over there is the breakfast nook. So that would be and a little bit where you'll be living, which is great, because till now it's, it's just awesome. been wasted space. It's kind of. It's a not even a closet, basically. It's like smaller. It was like smaller than a closet. Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, that's an interesting thing that they didn't really. I mean, the 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 droids just go to the bar and do whatever. I guess get in a penthe. <laughs> uh. Get in a penthe that's laced with what do they call micro droids? Everything's got to be a droid. Nano droids. Nano droids. Why can't they say yeah, bot? Says, Why can't they say bot? I like wrote that is? down. Nano droids in the nepenthe. <laughs> yeah, that was okay. Interesting. Well, that's better. Yeah. So the Bender situation here, and then um, this this episode really, I thought I thought personally, I thought this was kind of a worthless episode. I this is a throwaway episode to me, but we did find out at the very end that Bo-Katan gets the dark saber back. She gets the dark saber back. Right, which is not. I mean, that's a big part of it. So I wouldn't really call it a throwaway episode. No, I mean, but I just don't feel like, like, to, to me, all the other episodes have been pretty chock full of stuff. And this one really kind of wasn't. Well, there was. And then what was the, I mean, there was the two pieces. She got the Darksaber back. And because of that, then she got her position back. So those are two pretty big. Yeah. I mean, one was tied, one was, one was tied to the other, you know. It's true, though. You know, she's being, uh, she's told that she gets to go off and bring the Mandalorians together as one tribe. Yeah. And that is a, okay, so. So is this show about Din Djarin or is it about Bo-Katan? Well, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because, <laughs> I mean, yeah. because, and we haven't talked about this, yeah, but there's, um, there's been talk, you know, if, I mean, if you jump on YouTube or wherever the hell it is that you might go, that is kind of alluding to how Din Djarin is becoming more of a, almost be, starting to move into the, they're moving him into the background in a way. He's totally in the background. He's been in the background for like three episodes now. Because everything's moving towards, but I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's going on 
with trying to rebuild the, the whole Melandadorian Mandalorian mm-hmm. thing. Um, that he may be, you know, that the Mandalorian may not be a may be about the Mandalorians going forward. Oh, well. But I mean, who knows? They've yeah. also didn't Disney also announced that you know one of the movies that they have coming up is going to be the culmination of the Mandalorian series, the Ahsoka series, or whatever. You know, it will. It's a movie that will kind of answer a lot of these. These shows are going to feed into that movie. Well, everything feeds. You got to watch absolutely everything now to figure out whatever's coming in. The and that future. that that so. came up because now, if you the way they're the way they're planning things with their new uh, Star Wars universe, if you don't watch these these series, yeah. you are. Well, I'm already you know, so I'm in already in the dark because I didn't watch Clone Wars, and that to me is like one of the biggest issues that but, I have. But but the big the big you just you want to start now. Because the big the big thing that you would miss with Clone Wars is watching Ahsoka. That's that's right. that's the feeder on that. So if you go watch the Clone Wars now, then you'll be good to go with watching Ahsoka. And good from because from what I heard on the webs, that you and I'll need to do the same thing too because I've seen I've seen some episodes of it, but I haven't you know watched everything. Right. Um, according, I, I mean, just according to what I read, was there are some things because they do some deep dive stuff. That you people will be people may be quite lost. Oh yeah, people are gonna with be a, lost. with with Ahsoka. So, I mean, specifically, the whole th- point was with Ahsoka, and it's tied to the Clone Wars because, like, General Thrawn and all this kind of stuff. That was that's not, that name is in no Star Trek lore as far as movies go, and it wasn't until this lap, last episode of Mandalorian that you heard it on any of the shows. Now there, it was Thrawn, 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 Thrawn. You know, yeah. Yeah. And he was a big character, I guess, in the Clone Wars. Yeah. So a person, fortunately, there those are twenty twenty five minute shows, you know. So a person can go back and watch those in bites. Right. So. Well, um, we transition into uh, chapter twenty three, the spies. I I looked so hard in the net to find this because I. Swear where at the beginning of this episode that I heard an instrumental version of Nine Inch Nails had like a hole. I swear it. I know I saw it. It was when what's her name was walking around do, going all Blade Runner. Yeah. You know, right, right, was, right at the beginning of this. It, right. Episode. But I've been looking for I've been looking for credit on, and I wasn't able to actually prove it. I just swear that I heard it. Um so that was kind of interesting. I mean, they have some cool music, but I just specifically heard those notes. And also, um, you know, we, we talked a little bit about this already with Grogu's new ride, but um, uh, there's a lot about bringing the tribes together here. And I remember when, like, they, they go down to Mandalore. That was really cool when they opened the ship from above over the planet and they dropped down. That was super cool. Right, it was just, well, yeah, just like the, when they went in on, I was going to say Novacore, <laughs> the other planet, you know, when they kind of rescued it from Navarro, those, Navarro they, yeah. the, rescued it from the, from yeah. the um, pirates. And they have the mythosaur painted on their ship. That's kind of neat. I, I do think it's cool. A lot of paint. And then we, uh, we find, like, they get down to uh, Mandalore and this, like, I think I said it looked like that ship from the movie Brazil. But in speaking of Mad Max, I called them the Mad Max Mandalorians show up. And 
they're in this their ship and a lot of them are dying and they just look like they've been kind of around a, a dystopian wasteland for a while like Mad Maxians have so okay yeah so no I've no comment on that was I supposed to yeah I'm waiting for like you to kind of jump in and tell me what we thought about you want it me here. to jump in jump in yeah I agree okay yeah you look um, pretty today? No, you don't care how I look. That's true. But then, okay, so this is what I'm going to get to here, is there's another fucking monster that leaps out of nowhere and just, like, swallows up this Mad Max ship of Mad Max Mandalorian. What is the song you can hear when Aliyah Kane is walking in the street at the beginning of the episode? Sounds like electronic music from a nightclub. Yeah, it's Nine Inch Nails, and, Head Like a Hole. And nobody, nobody's responded to it. Nobody's responded, but... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so what do you think? Okay, um, another big monster comes out of nowhere. It's not a mythosaur. I was thinking, you know, this would have been a good time to introduce the mythosaur, but it was literally mm. on the net. Someone said it looked like an ank- ankylosaurus. Ankylosaurus. Yeah, it's and it kind of did. Yeah, it's a dinosaur that had the tail with the big yeah, knob at the, the end big, of it. The big, uh, big knob at the end. Yeah. Knob. <laughs> well, it was a big knob at the end. You said I got, I got a knob for you. <laughs> well, I feel a sore. Okay, but I mean, but really, yeah. does every episode of The Mandalorian have to have some giant thing? That- but they literally said they they were like an episode or two before when you've got Book Ten on down on the uh, the surface talking talking to the rest of the Mandalorians that she picked up along the road. You know, she said, "Hey, you know, there are animals that have grown and blah 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 and all that kind of stuff." Ancient beasts that have done their thing or whatever. That's what she was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of showed up. I think maybe if we see one, it'll be in episode eight. All right. I think, I think, I think uh, little dipshit's finally going to say his first words, too. Oh, you think so? It's the end of the third fucking season. It's about time. Other than two buttons that do yes or no. Well, and then we see, you know, we see. This whole this whole chess this whole chess thing happens on this episode. The, so what thing? The chess match where the the two Mandalorians start fighting over chess. They're like they're playing. Oh a game. yeah, yeah. And um, um, that's when Grogu steps in and the the big guy. Yeah, that's why he had to have a body. They really focus in on this guy that ends up later in the latter half of the show. He gets he gets whacked. But his name, I got a kick out of his name. His name is Paz Visla. Visla? It's the name of a dog. It's the name of a dog. Yeah, and Paz is the little thing that you put candy in where you flip the little top yeah. of the head off. Yeah, so it'd be fun. Actually, Pez, it was Pez. Pez Visla. <laughs> Pez Visla. And I thought to myself, you know, wouldn't it be funny if all these Mandalorians were named after dogs? If we had like Paz Borzoi. Where are you getting Visla from a dog? Visla. The Visla. It's, it's a. It's, That's a dog? Yeah, it's a dog. Sounds like a stupid dog. It's a hunting dog. It's it's almost it looks like a coon hound kind of. It's a reddish. That's racist. Reddish. No, no. I mean, but it's a it's a hunting dog. It's, it's Visla. Haven't you ever even do you ever heard of them Vislas? Yeah, I just felt like the first forty five seconds of this conversation should be me fucking with you, pretending that I've oh, never heard of them. Okay, all right, no, I well. haven't. No. Visla dog. Oh, from Hungary. I'm going to Hungary. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, well, and then we kind of segue in. Now, this is another thing that bugged me, too, and I don't know how you feel about it, but hi. I'm for it. They were just on Mandalore. They, like, went down to the depths of Mandalore, and they found the Mythosaur, and they never, ever once saw any Imperial Guard bullshit. And all of a sudden, up shows the Imperial Guard and, and Moff Gideon who I've been calling Moth Gideon for a very long it's time. Moth. I've been calling like him Moth, though. Like, no, it's like Mothra. And I'm like, oh, it's Moth. Because you put the captions on, and then I can finally see how these names oh, are. Oh, see, spelled. I never realized that you were t- saying the wrong thing because of your lisp. Oh, I don't have a lisp. Yeah, you do when you, you, do when you talk about Moth Gideon. Moth <laughs> Moth Gideon. Moth Gideon. And I am, I am, I am not an Athat. <laughs> you <laughs> You are now. He's making fun of people with lisps. Um, no, but I felt bad because I was calling him Moth Gideon. It's Moth. M-O-F-F. Anyway, <laughs> Moth Gideon. I, I all of a think sudden, it, I he's just it, like out of nowhere. There's all this Imperial Guard stuff. I think you could have it hidden. Why not? I mean, the Where whole, the whole, the whole down underneath the ground. Everything has been, I was going to say scorched, but everything has been turned to glass. Yeah, they went down a long way. Yeah. It's a big planet. I think it's kind of funny that they... Stop yawning. Make it me yawn. I think it's funny that they had to go, oh, we need to find the forge. Weren't they there like four episodes before? they were. They were there. They were at the capital city, right? They were at the (laughs) capital city. Yeah, they were down down there. there. That's where he got his ass handed to him by the... The whatever the whatever yeah, the tusky the, beastie, <laughs> no, and, and I called it the eyeball robot, <laughs> the eyeball robot. Technology. You know he got he got he got his hat, ass completely handed to him. Bo-Katan has to come and save him, so that was the whole like capital whatever the hell it was. So pretty sure that's where the forge was, and yet they go to the planet and is still no idea where, where the hell they're going. When yet in earlier in that. Earlier episode, earlier in that earlier episode, he's telling Grogu how you're a Mandalorian. You got to be able to read a map and know where you're going. Right, right. <laughs> when they're yeah. up in the up in his, I was going to say up in his late saber, up in his little hot rod. You got to know where you're going. Yeah, I and mean, so it's, four episodes later, he's completely lost on the planet where where the city was. It's pretty ridiculous, but I will say that when. You know, Moth Gideon shows up and he's looking all Darth Vader in his Beskar armor and he's uh, he's flying around. He calls it the Dark Trooper suit. I like that. Well, because he had the Dark Troopers last yeah. season. Called him the Dark Super Trooper suit. Dark Super Troopers. And then he says, because this guy, this guy is so, uh, he is so proud of himself. Here he says, the most impressive improvement is it has me in it right. in regards to that dark trooper suit. I thought that was that was an awesome line. I really liked that line. That was pretty pretty damn good. It's and just this, this actor Giancarlo. I mean, he is just he's so awesome. good. He's I love such him. a good yeah, he's, he's such awesome. a good addition to the show. So yeah. And then um and then like 800,000 stormtroopers die just like they usually do. None of them can hit anything. Nope. Just None like of them usual. can hit anyone. Everybody gets out except for Paz Vizsla. And remember when the, we, we called them the Imperial 
guard showed up. They're actually actually called the Praetorian Guard. Mm-hmm. Praetorian Guard. Yeah. But they they've evolved. They used to be the Imperial Guard. Right. Well, the the I call them the Cardinals because <laughs> they're all they're all in red. Well, I mean, if you go back to the original the original trilogy, when the Emperor first comes on board the Death Star, he's got some of his red monkeys with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Red monkeys. Oh, well, uh, they're, so hanging, they're, hanging, they're hanging around I was around working him. hard to try to find their actual name, and you call them red monkeys. Well, they're, they're, they're <laughs> just hanging out. Anyway, Paz Vizsla sacrifices himself. Now, was Paz Vizsla the dad of the kid that yep. got taken yep. up? So, okay. Yeah. Oh, you know who was that was all bent out of shape about that was Split Ends. That's what it was. Yeah. Mm. She had a super issue with the Pav's Log dog guards coming in and killing Chekhov, Povlov, whatever his name was. Paz Vizsla. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. she about lost it because of that. Oh. It didn't have to happen. There was no reason for that. Well, yeah, they wanted him to die. Yeah. So, oh, I Shanna, found another Shanna funny thing. There was, uh, there was a little... You know, remember when I said uh, when they land on the planet and all those Mandalorians came together and, and the forge, the, the lady with the forge, the lady of the forge says, prepare a feast. And I'm like, what the hell are they going to cook? Apparently, someone took a, a snap of what they had some animal like on a spit oh, roasting over they a did. fire. And they did. then someone said, looks like they found out what to do with the foundling birds. <laughs> I thought that was Wait, funny. birds. Remember those birds, those baby birds? Oh, the found, the dragons or whatever they <laughs> yeah, were. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, like yeah, pterodactyls. Yeah. They're like yeah. pterodactyls. And I thought that was hysterical. I don't know. I don't think they were eating the foundlings, but but uh, it was pretty funny. <laughs> People have some really good. All right, that's like 20 calls. I'll tell you what, I'll go down there and check it out. Super troopers, <laughs> huh? Birds. These are the super troopers. Yeah. All right, fuck it. <laughs> That'd be about me, a super trooper. So let me throw a wrench in your works. Oh, yeah, how, how so? Well, the name of that episode is The Spies. Yeah. How is it that everybody seemed to know what's going on lately wherever Mando would go and he'd get his ass kicked? Uh, yeah, so they got a, they got a mole... And it's the Anzellan, I know it. And before the shit hit the fan on Mandalore with the boat and all that kind of stuff between the monster and then definitely between everything with Moth Gideon. Moth. <laughs> Moth Gideon. Who left? <laughs> Who left? Oh, yeah, the forge lady, the, the, armorer. the armorer, she takes off, but she takes off for the skies to bring the injured to. Right, but she's it, conveniently no longer on the planet. Do you think she's a spy? It's just it's a theory floating around because mm, she knew she's known every one of their steps where they were going. It's true. Yeah, she's wherever they're, wherever but they're she's going. she sent them there, too. She has been sending them there. And bad shit happens. Yeah. Just yeah. a thought. Hey, that's interesting. She could be bad. And and I hope if she is bad and when she dies, they rip her helmet off so we can see what she looks and, like. And, you know, and that's speaking of helmet off, you know, that's the that's the other thing, too, is that, you know, she's the one that 
told Bo-Katan to remove her helmet. I do the, I mean, all the... There's just a... It's just something to think about. The mayor or the, the mayor of Navarro could be a spy, too. He knows all their movements. Oh, the Rocky guy? I mean, the grand... Super the duper grand, grand whatever. The yeah. grand the grand grand brazier. <laughs> grand vizier, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He could be a spy. Yeah, I don't think so. No. Nah. Yeah. Well, he's the one that gave the Mandalorians a place to live. And... Right. Yeah, no, I'm I'm thinking that. I'm just I it's just something that kinda is out there. Yeah, I mean the episode's called the spies. That's true. It is called the spies. Oh, I didn't even Which think is about that. Plural. But they haven't made any allusion to the spies either. Then what was the point of the episode? I don't know. I mean, the what was the point of the name of the episode? Let me put it that way. Right. There's there's probably some real, real meaning to it. So we only have one episode of Mandalorian left. Correct. Uh, so the next this this Wednesday is the season finale of Correct. Mandalorian. Correct. We 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 conclude Mando and Pico. In the same week. <laughs> Mando and Pico. Well, let's transition into Picard. Um, Picard. And we have two. Mr. Picard. We have two episodes of Picard to talk to uh, talk to about as well. Um, so let's get on that. Um, I hope. So, I have a lot to say about... I don't know where you want to start jumping into, but I got a lot to I'm following to talk your lead. About. You're gonna I'm, follow follow, I'm going to follow your lead because we're, we're... Obviously, we're starting with uh, Season 3, Episode 8, Surrender. Right. Um, oh, no, 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 no. We're gonna, we, got, we haven't talked about Episode 7, Dominion, have we? Um, no, we haven't because that was all the talk about the Nuremberg trials and uh, um, basically Vatic says Vatic they confront Vatic confronts them and says solids like you ruin every world you touch and then she she goes into how her family members were basically studied and hurt by the scientists and they reference the Nurem, or maybe I reference the Nuremberg trials. You know, they they say all these bad things happened. She was in a test tube, Project Proteus, right, right. all that stuff. No, we talked about that. Yeah, we did. We talked about that already. Yeah. Ooh, I don't think we did. <sighs> mm. Oh, possibly we did. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. L M N O P is for podcast. Like, so there was a cure too to her disease. Starfleet voted to not give the cure to us. No, that was the no, not for that. That was for the one that happened during Deep Space Nine, where they were all turning into shag carpet. And that was the well because they were peeling, they were all peeling and everything. It was that 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 Starfleet voted to not give him, but then Odo had to grab it and Mm. do his own little thing. Then totally different. All right, you're there. Um, So I mean, they've they've literally they've just um, really 
done a deep dive into the split personality of Data and Lore. And I understand they were two different androids and now they've fused their brain together, but they've put together so many DID cliches that I just felt the need to message it. So, for example, um, Jordy says, who am I talking to? You know, am I talking to Data or am I talking to Lore? That is like one of the number one things. When you don't know who's talking who you're talking to with someone to split, you ask that. And then Laura and Data are fighting for dominance within one mind. They talk about the partition or whatever. Um, Laura says, I am stronger than you. And typically one personality is viewed as the protector of the others or the strong one. And then what did you want? What do you want, Laura? They ask and they say, he says, survival. And so it's really interesting to me um, I read a little bit up on DID before I came in, and I know quite a bit about it, but I wanted I wanted something for this podcast, and I found this quote from famous uh, famous psychologist in the field. His name is Bessel A. van der Kolk. He's got quite the name. But um, he wrote a book called The Body Keeps the Score, which is brain, mind, and body and the healing of trauma and dissociative identity disorders typically tied to some sort of trauma in people's past, sexual trauma or something like that. Mm. And of course, that's not what's happening to data. Oh. But um, this quote from Vander Koch says, beneath the surface of the protective parts of trauma survivors, there exists an undamaged essence, a self that is confident, curious and calm a self that has been sheltered from destruction by the various protectors that have emerged in efforts to ensure survival and so how neat is that that ties in so perfectly to what data talks about and how he gives all these memories over to laura laura is saying um i didn't have these things you got i didn't i didn't have these things and so Data gives him the memory of Spot, who he says was the best of him, and he brings the memory up of Tasha Yar and all these things. All these things are the protectors. The sex memory. Yeah, the sex memory. That was a great episode. That's my, hands down, that's my favorite Star Trek episode of all time. Seriously? Oh, yeah. It wow, totally you had a is. low bar. It totally is. I love that episode. I love that episode where he's like, I'm fully functional. <laughs> I think that's one of the best lines in Star Trek history. So, I mean, I really enjoyed that. I really, I really enjoyed the dissociative identity cliches and everything that they did there. I thought it was, of course, if you don't know, if you don't know those things um, from psychology or from trauma work or from counseling or anything like that, you, you don't uh, <laughs> tell me how you're feeling right now. <laughs> I don't want to tell you how I'm it. feeling. I loved all that. That was pretty cool. The thing is, though, not not me rephrase that. The thing is, I don't say though because that sounds like it's opposition. <laughs> um, in this scenario, it's not. I mean, it's literal. It is literal. Yeah. You know where too. where I mean, there actually were two brains, if you will. Right. That had been uploaded into a single brain. So you literally had mm -hmm. two individuals, mm -hmm. literally, as opposed to 
you know, but somebody Sung wanted them to Right, merge. right, right. No, no, I'm just I'm just saying like yeah. everything you went over Yeah. is indicative of or excuse me, relevant to an individual who's got mm-hmm. these things going on in their their single mind. Right. So it's still a single person with a single mind, a single mind and all that kind of stuff, but they're experiencing or whatever it is that's going on, the multiple personality thing. Where with this particular scenario, it literally was two individuals that were both uploaded into a body. Is, sure. Is, is all that, that's all. That's all I was saying. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not discounting anything that you said or that it didn't. Uh, sure. It to- totally made sense. It was spot on. And but what I'm and talking was an inter- about. Interesting saying. Everything you're talking about totally makes sense and is absolutely accurate. I well, mean, I'm talking know. about the cliches that they embedded in there. Because because yeah, literally. I'm not arguing with you at all. I'm just saying. The one thing to think of is, in this particular case, it was literally, mm-hmm. literally two minds. Two minds, but but they were warring for dominance, and they were they no, were no. fighting. Data was fighting to merge Lore. Lore was fighting to win, and that had, that plays. Out. I'm just yeah. saying, with yeah. what you were no, t- talking about in psychology and everything, there's still only one mind. Is my is my point? Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean there. There's one mind because there's not one right. brain, one mind. And neither neither of them are robots either. So. Exactly, exactly. No, exactly. <laughs> so and so, it, so it, it's so it's it's interesting from the perspective that having two robot minds uploaded into one robot body with one robot brain, then they went through. Mm-hmm. They 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 demonstrated. Yeah. The same things that one would experience. And that was absolutely incredible. Cool. It's kind of cool. It was an incredible scene. The writing was amazing. Yeah, it was cool. The it was acting cool. was amazing. We talked quite a bit about Brent Spiner and how His good he is. His acting bouncing so, from back yeah. and forth mid-sentence yes. and everything to be able to right. switch one, you know, to switch person. Yeah, no, it was yeah. really cool. And it brought a tear to my eye. Did you fart? <laughs> I did not fart. It's the dogs. That aren't here. I didn't fart. I didn't fart. There is you know, not a do, dog down here. I did not fart. I did smell something. I assumed it was you. Uh, I assumed nope. it was you. Nope. Maybe you got some sewer backup. No, I think I, th- I think we got some Nancy fart. backup. I didn't fart. No. Why do you always bring this up? I did not fart. Because you're pretty good at wrecking a bathroom. I did. <laughs> once I wrecked it. Once I wrecked your bathroom and you released a kraken, but I this time I did not. I, I'm not even gassy, so there you go. All so right. yes, I, I very. I mean, they did. I think they did a, you know, a really cool job of addressing the stuff that you're talking about. Yeah, and uh, this and data, it was very and it was very. You know, it was what you were talking about with the. The memories and all that kind of stuff was a very, it was just a very visual, very interesting way of showing the two minds vying for the body. Yeah, they're vying you know. for dominance. Yeah, yeah, just like in the dissociative degree. And, uh, you know, in the way, in the way data, I mean, data schnuckered lore. No, that was great. I mean, flat that out. great. Here, take this memory, take this memory, right. take this memory, take this memory. Anybody? He was he actually he was doing it to help Lori. Wasn't necessarily yeah. doing it to win. He was doing it to help. Are you him. high? No, I thought uh, Data. Of course, there was. Do, of course, good. he was doing it to yeah, win. No, he knew the stakes. Oh well, two. So, but from, I love. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. You go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, but it paid off because the new data. I mean, that new data is also lore. 
Right. I mean, we love that he has some personality. Exactly. And he gets that from Lore. Right. You know, he he gets the human... (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, when when Jordy says, Data, could you try to be more positive? I hope we die quickly. I hope we die quickly (laughs) I love that. I know. And the smirk on his face. Even after he turned away and he was still looking out the window, kind of, you know, that's Lore. That is Lore. You know, that's... and that's And that's what... You know, what Data had always wanted for all those years and decades, yeah. you know, to be more human. Yeah. Uh, how funny that him bonding with Lore and then the others as well, I guess. Well, because everything, everybody else was memories, they said. You know, it was memory, right. memories of, I was going to say Lola. <laughs> Lola. <laughs> Mem- memories of uh, his, it was, you know, his daughter's memories. It was Sung's memories. But the La? two, but lo, lol, lol, lol. Oh yeah, none of us know her, None of us, neither of us know her, know And her um, name. but um, but the, the two, us or our alters. Yeah. Her but the, but the two minds that were there, you know, obviously were were him and Laura. So those were the, the personalities. And that yeah, it's just great. It's great yeah. the way they did it. Well, and and you know, a lot two two deeply psychological stories running too at the same time because we have the data lore dissociative business and then we also have uh jack having this door in his mind and being blocked from a memory and we find out the big reveal we we finally get to find out what jack is and what's happening to him and i gotta tell you i was a little disappointed me too yeah so tell me why you were disappointed it was borg season one it was borg season two and it's borg Borg season season three. three yeah and I was thinking, you know, we we they were kind of making it seem like it was Paul Wraith. That was my I hope. Felt like they were they were going to be, and it it would have made so much more sense with the changelings if they had been Paul Wraith, you know. It just yeah, would've... no, I I yeah, because it's yeah, because I mean, it would have been part of the, it would have been more of the DS Nine, you know, storyline. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, it was just, and I understand they're booting. I mean, I understand they're. They're making this a reunion of next generation, but like literally, I, I got into this. I got thinking pretty deep today, and season two, Picard is all about the Borg Queen. About well, it's it's like New Coke. It's yeah. the new it's the new Borg. You know, new which Borg. is why it was so. You know, mm-hmm. uh, when they were hanging out with Shaw in the bar, and when he was you know berating Picard. You know, and, and talking to his kid and saying, where was your dad? During, where was your daddy during all this? I'll tell you, he was on that fucking cube, you know, causing, you know, setting the world on fire. And right. one of the last one of the last comments that he made was, you know, the Borg are still out there. Not not the shit that happened, you know, on your on your ship. Yeah, the Shaw real, has the, a quote, the, too. The real Borg, you know, he's saying the real Borg are still out there. Not, you know, mm-hmm. not basically the, the new Borg, you know, the Jaretti Borg. Jaretti. Well, what was her last, what was her name? The doctor? Yeah. You're, the big, you know, you're right, Jaretti, you know, I think Or Jaretti, thank is. you, Jaretti. Yeah, yeah. It's not the Jaretti Borg. He's like, the real Borg are out there, not the Jaretti Borg. And then that lends to another discussion. Yeah. And I was thinking about this today while I was taking a dump. Was... We've got the Jurati Borg are still sitting there at the eye of the whatever, waiting for some bad people to that threw a bunch of energy through 
right? Last episode of when season two, made- they pushed all somebody pushed all that energy through, and then the ship, all the ships were in a fleet, you know, in a big shield that was there, and then those Borg were going to stand at the gate, you know, they were going to stand at that portal. And and be the guards because they yeah. were they were going to be they wanted into the federation they wanted into the federation right yes so a this is a stargazer Borg. where where the stargazer thank you so where are the stargazer Borg yeah I mean why aren't they coming and lending a hand against the Borg classic right. we've got new Borg and Borg classic well, so it would have made a hell of a lot of sense if they had tied season two into season three and not saying that they're not going to because they could we got we got we have an episode left so i have two i have two things that need to be addressed either just through a line of dialogue or something Mm -hmm. where are the duborg during all this yeah and wesley and his buddies could clean the whole fucking thing up with a swipe of the hand wave of the hand that's true with with the travelers they could they could just they could just wipe the whole fucking thing away I'm sure they got some sort so, of street cred that doesn't allow them to do well, that. Well, no, what I'm saying is it should it needs to be, I think, were I the one writing this, you know, that would have to be addressed somehow. Yeah. Because you can't go through this whole thing with Borg again, Borg classic, and not even have the new Borg be addressed. Are they just, literally, they're not going to leave their post. They're going to hang out there and in their cool star-shaped, you know, time warpy. Uh, dimension hopping ship and not do anything. Mm-hmm. That just seems like that would be weird, especially no. especially if they're part of the Federation. Yeah, they applied. Right. They applied for Federation membership. <laughs> yes, they, well. they literally they applied for Federation so membership. I've read some stuff. Though, so where the fuck are they? I've read some stuff on the internet that is saying that like season two, the showrunners of Picard season three don't want people to remember season two because it was so bad. And they're trying to erase what happened in season Well, that's two. obviously somebody's opinion. Well, it doesn't make one a thing lot you have, of One sense. thing you have to remember is Terry Metalis, the showrunner for season three, was the showrunner on the first half of season two as well. Okay, well, I don't no, know. No, just, no, I'm just, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So he was on season two, and then he left season two to get ready for season three, because then he did season three. So he was part of season two. Mm-hmm. So if he hates his work that much, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I there's there's a lot of stuff that I, that I think could have just been it would have it would have made a lot more sense if they just had ignored the Borg in season three and put in a different villain. That's the way I, I look. I, at it. I wish there would. I I wish I, that's I what would have happened. It's kind of like it's kind of like on uh, we talked about this too about all the Doctor Who's that think they need to bring in the Daleks. Fucking to, Daleks. Always, always the It's always the Daleks to the Cybermen. It's like you know, there's there's literally hundreds of aliens they could reference. And I wouldn't have wanted anybody new, but I would have wanted somebody that would have been a deep dive. Parath would have been cool. Yeah, or the who are they? The Argarians or somebody that was like an original, or I can't remember the TOS like first season. I think it was actually the first episode with the Klingons. It was when they basically Kirk and 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 I can't remember which Klingon it was because it was one of the ones that came back during DS Nine. Um, got all pissed off because they couldn't fight because the planet they were around. They were actually they thought it was just like a farming planet, but they were like super duper duper powerful aliens, and they like rendered all their weapons inert and rendered everything inert, and oh, it was yeah. like you guys can't fight. We don't want you here. We're not into war, and they're like we have the right to fight. <laughs> <laughs> 
Fun party. We got the right. We got the right to shoot up Bud Light bottles. We don't like them. We got the right. I'm talking about the Beastie Boys. Fight for your right. Right, That's what I'm talking about. So anyway, so yeah, so they were, (laughs) but so those, but those aliens were like the Argarians or some horseshit like that. And so you know, a deep dive, one episode, original series, like season one. Find somebody like that that for some reason or another would become the ones that you know the bad guys for some reason or another. And there was another one, an episode that had like the, there were these portals where they were jumping, not the one with the big, you know, I am um, whatever the portal portal guy where uh, McCoy went back and was oh, psycho. Yeah, um, not that one. Something on the edge of forever. Right. Yeah. Right. City on the edge City of forever. City on for, the edge right. of forever. So not yep. that portal, but there was another one where they were these super duper 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 advanced aliens, and there were like these portals that walked through. There were a bunch of them in this room. And, you know, but they never saw the actual people. Maybe it could, you know, you know, a deep dive to somebody like that that could have been. Right. You know, but no, the fucking board. Right. I, it has <sighs> to, yeah. Um, well, and then we find out that, <laughs> I mean, so, so basically, Troy, Deanna helps, gets through this door. She's able to able to open the door and gets through it and then she sees the board cube and she's just like nope gonna shut this fucking door again and just walk away and what did she say the episode before (laughs) she's convincing him to go into a little mind fuck you are not gonna be alone alone. we're gonna be here with you she opens the door and bugs the fuck out and leaves him in the dust she's like see ya bitch and then I I fought long and hard on this because then Jack comes and talks to uh, Picard and he's like but she's the counselor she was the counselor of your ship? What a horrible counselor. And I thought to myself, yeah, yeah, Deanna, you were a horrible counselor. But then, you know what I thought? She probably wanted to shut that door very quickly so he wouldn't see it was the board and then be caught up well, in whatever happened. But it was too late. She already opened the door. Yeah, but he, remember, he hadn't seen it because she. he was like, what did you see? What did you see? Remember, he goes running after her out the door. What did you see? He did not know. But something awakened in him because all of a sudden he was like getting the hell off of the ship and heading towards something the door. Something awakened in him. Yeah, something awakened. So The Guardian. That was the portal from the city on the edge of forever. Yeah, that was good. I good am episode. the Guardian. Mm-hmm. Blackity, blackity, black, black, black. But so, I mean... uh I, I mean, at the end of the day, I think Troy should have helped Jack see the board cube. But I think what she did is she's like, oops, I'm shutting this fucking door. Rut row, it's the Borg. And I'm going to quick go tell Picard before he does something. And that's probably what it was. Yeah, but it did make her look like a bad, bad counselor. It did, because she's like, oh, I'll be here with you right up until yeah. I abandon ship. Yeah, and then we find out that the voice in his head is the board queen and he's basically i mean i think they referred to him as a a transmitting device he's and that was the whole thing you, so you remember when we were talking about what was the point of him even yeah. why, why 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 was he what was the whole you know they got everything they needed so what was so important about him and um and i got to thinking he's the one that Remember, he's the voice. He's the one that can transmit. And since yeah. this is a new a new way to be um, assimilated, there's no hardware. Mm-hmm. So the queen couldn't do it. 
Oh. The queen couldn't flip the switch to turn them on. Oh, okay. So think about that for a second. That's so we were like, well, what the fuck is his point? You know, why is he even around if they did everything through the transporters and the DNA and they did all yeah. that mumbo jumbo and got that? All that did was prime the pump for everybody. Yeah. They had to have a way to flip the switch. And since it wasn't technology related, the queen couldn't do anything. She didn't have it. So she needed him because he was a DNA transmitter i remember as they showed they yeah. showed and so that squeal when he got when he got there because he was a dumbass and took off and that's when she plugged him in the back of the <laughs> they plugged him in the back of the head with a 45 boom she's she hooked him up to the cables because he stuck that one in the back of his neck and his eyes went black mm-hmm. and then whoop out went that that signal seven of nine picked it up and everything else that's when the signal went out and flipped a switch on everybody who was a DNA Borg. So that's why she needed him, because he was a transmitter. So, like, if, she, if, he, had never, if he had never gone to her ship, that wouldn't have happened. Correct. So, I mean, like, wh- but he was compelled to go there. Like, once he figured because out... Because the voice in her Borg. head was, come yeah. see me, Jack. Yeah. Jackie. Yeah, I but I think when he you. went to the ship, he I thought he was going to destroy warm. her. Warm, moist place for Oh, God, gross. I don't even want to think about that woman that looks like Christopher Plummer. A Borg cooch? <laughs> no, I don't want to think about the that. Green Christopher Plummer Borg. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, don't, I mean, that gets kind of confusing. I will say this last episode of... It wasn't until I, I was driving around, you know, driving around. It was, it was literally, it was yesterday that I... You said you came to you while you were pooping, so that's right. You must be. Com- I made some. Ro- I made some room for my brains <laughs> to expand up top. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was an I- extremely technical episode. Like I had to, we had to stop it and talk about it a little bit, and then rewind a little bit to understand exactly what was happening with the transmitter and John Luke's DNA and all that. All that. Well, that was for focus. you. Well, it was deeply technical, which Star Trek is known for. Star Trek is known for being technical. Yes. Most of the time I understand it, but sometimes I want to like really, like especially now, I really, really want to understand it. So we, that's why we did some of the rewinding. But And it's, you know, no, it's, it's good because, you know, sometimes they go flying by with stuff. Yeah. We and, it was, and it was funny because then I was watching um, The Ready Room. Right. She's finally on the next the day. Room. Oh, you was on, the, was next on the next day. Okay, you watched. And it. so they had, and the, the people that they had on there, they had Jonathan Frakes, and then they had what's her name that played Shelby. Uh huh. That's yep. who it was. So it was the two of them, and she was still she <laughs> said that she was on the for the best of both worlds is the two parter that she was on. By the way, you know when Picard became Borg. Oh, right. Okay. And she was on, and she was on there, and you know Jonathan Frakes, she was kind of like his. What do you call it when you're their opposite? Their, not their lightning rod, the but the you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, she says she was so terrified on the first. She thought she was going to fire the very first day working on the oh. set because she was having such a hell of a time with all the uh, techno babble. And but then it was funny because all of a sudden she just blurted out some of the stuff from the from the episodes that she was on. And she said to this day, she can't forget that stuff because it took her so long to get it memorized. And she was so worried she was going to get fired if she didn't have it right. She's like, there's shit that I just cannot forget. 
and yesterday for the hell of it for fun i went back and i watched those two episodes back to back and found the parts where she was you know um blurting out the lines that she was talking about when she was saying them on the ready room and she did man she had them fucking spot on you know as far well, as as far know, as all the techno babble stuff but in regards so it was cool it was cool to see her again to her part though on the show was extremely short I mean, she's pretty yeah. much blown up and killed right away. We're assuming she's dead. It seems like everybody that they brought back this season, they killed. Well, they said they said that the young ones, the warriors, would be saved. Anyone that was twenty five years or younger. No, I'm, I'm saying I'm just saying guest stars. Everybody that they brought oh, back this right. season okay. as a guest star, they've killed. Right. And we're not sure about Tuvok. Yeah. You know, Ro Laren dead. Tuvok was a changeling. So, but the original. Right. Where is he? We don't know. Oh, yeah. That's my that's point. True. So Tuvok, we have no idea if he's alive. Rolaren, right. she's dead. Um, Shelby, we're, we presume she's dead. Mm-hmm. So all these guest stars that <laughs> they've brought back, they, they've been fucking yeah. killing them. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. No, no you don't need to kill them all off. Some of them could fucking survive. There'd well, be nothing wrong with that. I think, okay. You want to kill some of them off, bring like, you know, somebody that nobody, you know, how about dipshit that can't stand the transporters? Let's talk about surviving here. They take all these 25 and under zombies. They turn them into Borg, basically zombies. I was calling. Did you see the huge pothole in there when they said that too, when they had Dr. Crusher said that? Because they were talking about the whole 25 and under thing, because they were talking about the human Yes. Yes. They lobe. were talking about the. She parietal said the parietal lobe, lobe yeah. the human parietal lobe stops growing at age twenty five. They said they got like thirteen other fucking species on there or whatever. Right. The chick that actually sits down in the captain's chair right. at the very end that says that we have the Titan, she's not human. It's true, but they're what about human? Her most of those lobe? most of those aliens are humanoid, so that could be the. But issue. she said human. She did. So I was she like, did. okay, well, you got a lot of non-humans on there. They were showed the Vulcans and everything, and Vulcans are always talking about their fancy brains. Right. It was just a, a dialogue error in the writing. Yeah, and that, you know, really by now they shouldn't be making shitty errors like that. That's true. That's really And it was because it wasn't even a call it wasn't even a callback to like a different series or a different episode. You know, usually you see that kind of shit when they're yeah. they kind of forgot about something that happened in season two, episode four of the original series. You know, you give right. you can give them you can cut them some slack. Um, but it's when it's within the same episode. <laughs> right, right. Well, and then I was I mean, like they the black the black eye thing gets me because that's done. The black eye thing? The black eye. When they started getting black veins and black eyes, I think that oh. is an overdone way of showing people that people have changed. That is really almost everything. I mean, whenever anybody is changing, becoming alien or something well, different, something that's has happened to them. Something has but happened to them. Why is it always black eyes? When they make it pink or some shit like that? I mean, it's like it's always a black oil. Well, because, eye. It, but if it's, well, here's, I'm just going to say, because if it's the Borg. That's the way they've always done the Borg. So to switch it would be weird. Yeah. Okay. You know? Oh, so and, was if it was, and if it was pink eye, they wouldn't have been allowed to go to work. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they would have said, stay home. You got pink it's eye. A, so we have we have the zombie LaForge daughters. That's kind of funny. Yep. Um, and, and that's like, Jordy, I wouldn't, he wouldn't shut up. Well, my daughters, but my daughters. Okay. Fuck the your daughters. The entire Starfleet has been comp. Entire fleet has been compromised. And, and it took Robot Boy to and, and they're they're turning into the hurricane formation. Like you brought that up. Like their 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 fleets are going in a specific pattern. Like like they're at the their drones at the Olympics or something like that. That was 
so bizarre. I'm like, what? Well, are they you doing? know, and, and then here's here's the funny thing because I went back and watched the episode again, or at least that part of it, and they were actually already in that symbolic shape before the 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 noise went out. The the before Jack got stabbed in the back of the head with the yeah. the spike that broadcast the noise, <clears throat> they were already kind of in that weird shape. Yeah, yeah. So, true. so it kind of takes the hurricane. What what we're talking about is if you look at the ships, there were these. There were multiple groups of ships. Each group were in the shape of some kind of a symbol. And I'm like, I know that shape. I know that shape. And it's actually, well, one of the things for me anyway. It's meteorologic. Meteorologically speaking, it's the symbol that indicates a hurricane. And I was like, oh, that's kind of that's kind of deep because, you know, we're a hurricane. We're coming through and blowing through, you know. Yeah. And then some people said, well, no, if there was all the different strands across of DNA, of a DNA chain. Yeah. And then I'm kind of like, I think it's all bunk. I think it's something else because they were in that shape before Jack got to the queen. Before everybody turned, they were already in that shape once. So. Yeah, so let's talk one other thing that just stuck out think, to me that kind of bugged me is they started talking about how, well, how they can communicate without the Borg knowing what they're talking about. So they started talking about going to an analog ship, and that's how they get to Yeah, that was kind of weird. There's nothing on that ship that's fucking analog. Yeah, I know. I just, I got, <laughs> did you get to thinking about that too? Because I'm like, just oh like, my God, it's the year 2401. And we're talking about analog versus what? Digital? I was like, the whole thing is, everything is touchscreen on that ship. There's not, there's nothing about it that's analog. But then I did so some... So I just thought, so, eh, okay, so I did, up. I did a little research on this, though, because this, like, analog versus digital made me wonder what they were talking about. And um, I found that they refer to things as analog if there are any kind of different communication electrical signal style than what is currently being used. So if it's basically, if it's retired, they would just use Oops. the word analog. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, you did. No, I did not. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I want to shut her up. I don't know what she's no, talking about No, I would just anymore. tell you to shut up if I wanted to shut yeah, up. No, but see, do you hear what I'm saying? Is like, they use the word analog to refer to a different older communication style or I, older I, electrical yes, signal. Yes, I believe they do. So that's, I had to, I have to say that's probably what they meant, but, but then we go back. This was a funny quote that you say. I want to work it in. I want to make sure you said that we, Jordy takes them basically to his, to the Camaro in the garage. Yeah, he's working. this is Camaro. He's tinkering with an older shit. This is Camaro in the garage. Yeah, that was pretty neat. Wait a second. Are we talking over this amazing quote, this amazing like sound clip you want to hear or something like that? Oh, there's nothing amazing. I just love when they all give when they all give uh, Worf the side eye. Uh, bit by bit over the last 20 years. Bit by bit. Can't very well use the model. Strange. You know, because uh, plus if I keep talking, then we won't get pegged with a uh, a strike against YouTube because there's there we go. That was not my fault. (laughs) (laughs) That was not my fault. I love that. Well, there you go. Well, it should end probably pretty soon. We're getting to the end of the episode. We are. Well, right here, see. They're they're going into they're going in to check everything out. That's when they start talking about the carpet. (laughs) (laughs) 
that was kind of a funny comment because that's one of the things I thought about was like all I've thought about that multiple times because I've had all the new starships, the most advanced starships that they have in the series in the timeline now, none of them have carpet. Right. But in the nineties they all had carpet. Yeah. Did you ever and see anyone uh, vacuuming? Then, no, or cleaning the carpet. <laughs> no, no idea. And so and think of all the weight that that carpet if you had carpet in every room on every deck. Oh, you know what? On there, the, you know what's the weight, coming? the weight would just be no. But I just think it's, I think it's funny. Then he's like, I missed the carpet. Do you know what's coming? There's going to be an episode of Lower Decks with uh, some poor plebe on Lower Decks cleaning the carpet. The carpet, <laughs> probably. Ha! Somebody I'm said just, somebody said we should have carpet in here. I'm sure they have Roombas. <laughs> yeah, right. Or some other kind. I'm of sure they have analog Roombas. <laughs> Anal- an analog Roomba. <laughs> it's got a little joystick. <laughs> That's funny, but that's, and that's that's what place that's what Sony calls the the joysticks on the PlayStation. They call them right. the analog sticks, oh, which is yeah, kind of funny. Okay. So I can't remember this stuff. And I, you know, I give you some street don't, cred. Don't. I, I give you some street cred for remembering everything that happened on the next generation because I don't remember much. But I don't remember everything that happened. You sure do. You remember a lot more than me. I can't help it. Yeah. It's You're more a hardwired nerd than I am. <laughs> no, I'm just, I can remember stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're having a hard time admitting that you're a bit of a hardwired nerd. I don't think I am. Yeah, okay. I mean, because I'm, because I'm ambivalent about it all. I just, if I see the episode, I remember it. That's all. I will say this. After these last couple episodes of Picard, I really... Really wanted to just be flipping channels and find some next gen or some deep space nine to watch, and I I didn't just, just to do a little uh, nost- just get a little nostalgia just bug kind of going on. But that See, I think that's why I went back and watched the uh, best of both worlds back to back. It was that yeah. same. Plus, it was very pertinent to this because Shelby was just on that episode. So right, because I don't I don't remember Shelby. I don't really remember her. I vaguely remember her. That's kind of funny, but and I, mean, I, I think I only because that was didn't you I mean, like go to didn't you like go to the because th- they made a big brouhaha about that even just a couple of years ago they brought it back to the theaters that what you call it what's that group that does the the th- in theater stuff no, I, fathom, fathom, fathom events, events. Yeah, yeah they they did a best of both worlds thing a couple of years oh. ago and I mean so they were literally broadcasting you know a couple episodes of a TV show you know in the theaters <clears throat> and so I kind of figured for sure you would have been one of them that went and saw it. Yeah, and it it may be that her character bugged me because technically sometimes when a character bugs me, I don't really pay that much attention to them. So, well, I she think she bugged me. she probably bugged a lot of people too. But yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, I kind of thought her character was cool. She was rather spunky. But you know, there's a lot of characters in the history of next gen that are similar to her. People that told um, people that told Riker and Picard they couldn't do certain things, and they just kind of thumbed their noses at them. And Shaw Shaw's a similar similar character to Shelby in a lot of ways. The way Shaw oh, has give you that. come out now, totally give you that. I mean, he's really similar to her. He's like, you're, yeah. I mean, she's like, I'm in charge. You're not going to do that. And they're like, nope. boo boo. <laughs> yep, yep. Nope. She just and she yeah. just she was always she was always up in Riker's grill during the. The well, two right. episodes she's, and the, she's the voice of reason. She's the straight. Uh, the she was straight more the. Character. She was a little bit more the hothead. To go, mm-hmm. I mean that in the ser- in that those episodes, Riker was Riker was the one that was kind of trying to, you know, take thing, be calm and cool about. 
things. Oh, well, so maybe I've got it wrong. Maybe I have it totally flipped. Maybe she she's not Shaw like at all. She was a little bit of a handful. She handful. She was. I mean, she was. You know, if, especially I suppose coming on to into a scenario or into a group of people that are you know kind of tight knit and working together. And she kind of come in, and she's kind of she was she was one. She's kind of knocking the furniture over. Was she mean to Data? Oh, not at all. No. She wasn't mean to anybody. Oh, she and that and even with Riker, she wasn't mean. She just oh. said what she was thinking. Okay. You know, she she even did like a permission to speak freely, and he was granted. He was granted, and they were the same rank, by the way. I mean, he had he had, uh, if you will, position over her because of the or the position that he held as the first officer, but they were the same rank. So she could say whatever the oh, fuck she wanted to him. Okay. Um, and she's like, you're in my way. Right. <laughs> she's like, you can't make the decisions that need to be made. Move the fuck over so somebody else can do it. Oh, okay. You know? And so, I, but, but she was very, I mean, even when she said that, she was very, you know, was calm and calm, cool, and collected. Nice. But uh, it, was, it was actually Riker that kind of got, a little emotional and about some of it. It's kind of funny. But, yeah, so I went back and watched those two episodes because I was like, I kind of don't remember a lot about that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, like I said, if I had, uh, I mean, because I suppose I, if I could find out who streams next gen and all that stuff, I could order it up and watch it. But, uh, I kind of just wish it was like, I mean, for a while there, those shows were everywhere on cable. You'd flip a channel and you'd find one. And yeah. Now, and now they're just not. They're not and I'm there trying anymore. to, well, everything's been pulled yep. to Paramount. Yep. Paramount has harvested them. Nope. Has, has assimilated them all. <laughs> Paramount has assimilated them. Paramount, this is what we all need to know right now. Paramount is the Borg. They're the Borg. Well, that's, that's their stuff. And the thing that's so stupid is then they obviously have some other agreements that we're outlying. Because none of the movies are on Paramount anymore. They were. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and and including the new director's cut, the 4K director's cut of the first film that I was trying to get you to watch. Mm. It's Everything is on HBO right now, and HBO is not doing the 4K version of the director's cut, so it just kind of looks like they're right. So it's like, this just, all right, it's I, don't just know, I don't know how long, you know, how long their contract is for. I'm just waiting for it to get back to Paramount so it can be the right, you know. This is get just the right shit plain again. ridiculous. I mean, it's it so stupid so how they do that stuff. It's just like, okay, enough already. That actually kind of looks like a fake. That look, he kind of looks like an action figure right there, doesn't he? Hey, that's look like, we're looking at uh, at uh, Jean-Luc Picard as Locutus in his... Locutus um, of Borg. Yeah. Or was it of Borg? Locutus Is that like, like Locutus of Miami? <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Well, I don't yeah, know. see how this, whatever this was, this was like one of those things where they do it in a well, do it I'm, in a the, know, theater. I'm gonna stick to my guns on this one. If they had planned, so for me, if they had planned uh, three seasons of Picard and said, "Boy, we were gonna do Borg both in season two and season three and season one," they should have had some connectivity to it. Better connectivities. It's terrible. It, yeah, it's completely disassociated for it's, it's, up until now. As of as of right now, it's completely yeah it's disassociated not, I mean, from season two, which and, seems weird, being as you've got the Borg, the new Borg, applied for membership in the Starfleet. Mm-hmm. In the second season, well, where the fuck I, are they? I I did read one person. You know, I don't take all people's comments on the net very seriously, but I read one person's comment that said, "I wish 
three had been season one of Picard. Well, now, wouldn't that have made that, a yeah. lot of sense? That would have made a hell of a lot of sense. Although, apparently, Alice Krieg is back as uh, the Borg Queen. That's awesome. You know, I as like the that. as the voice, anyway. I guess whoever it was that was up there, but we never saw who it was. No, we just saw, we just we face. just saw the back of somebody. But yeah. she got but she got really fucked up in the. You know, if you remember right, I mean, she got she was down to looking like a Terminator. Yeah. In the movie, because they she got hit with that green smoke or whatever that like dissolved all the mm-hmm. all the flesh off of her and she was just a shiny terminator and then, <laughs> I'm P- sure and then picard her minions patched her up yeah no i'm just saying and then picard broke her spine or whatever yeah. and then the eyeball lights went out so whatever the whatever the case may be you know she's probably looking pretty fucked up right now if she is back whatever yeah, so really, don't you think that Jack's eyes should have lit up green instead of red? Because if they'd been lighting up green, I would have thought Borg. I wouldn't you have see, thought and, Paris. And don't you think then that would have given it away immediately? Well, but it, it makes I'm with me, you. I'm with you. It's a, a very good thought. It makes me mad. I had never, I until this point when you brought it up, never thought about I it. I mean, come on, they made it. They made a choice to light him up red, and there's a lot of evidence in. In, there was a lot of evidence building up to think it was Paw Wraith. Paw Wraith, so, yeah. So that was kind of a good deep fake. But then, you know, <laughs> when your deep fake is the better idea, that that freaking sucks. That's bad. That's that's real bad. I'm not so sure I'd call it a deep fake either, but oh, I get you. I get you. When ya. your deep fake is to make red eyes and believe people to think no, it's going to be one way. Deep fake is to put put Henry Cavill's face on your head oh, and make it look real. That's a deep fake. Uh, that would make me look immensely better. I'd love that. Just just plop that head right that's, on me. That's the reason for the <laughs> fake part. Yeah, well, we're going to get to see him coming up pretty soon in Doctor Who. That's going to be Yeah, great. I'm still... I don't know how I feel um, about that. Well, I don't know. I know I know how I feel. I don't feel good about him being the master. I do feel good about seeing his sexy face on TV. That's, that's going to be cool. It'll be interesting. Wait, what is? Okay, that's from last season. I'm like, wait a minute. But that's from last season with the gal that died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she did a really good Borg queen. I yeah, liked her. Every version of the Borg queen has been good. And hers just had a different bit of a style. Oh, this is like all of them. Yeah, so this is her. This good. is her from Picard season yeah. two. This is the one from Voyager. And then Alice Krieg, when Voyager ended, Alice Krieg reprised her role at the Bo- as the Borg Queen. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, then that's Gerardi with her helmet on. Hmm. I just... Uh, <laughs> no, that's terrible. <laughs> the Borg base oh. model A. Good grief. Well... You know, you know what? I mean, there's obviously going to be some cr- incredible fan art. We're looking at some fan art. Right and, now. Incredible is not the word I would use. Uh, some of it's really good. Oh, that picture was I just can't put that stupid. shit. That's well, that looks stupid. That doesn't make a lot of sense. That actually, that that head on that particular Lacutus is from Lawnmower Man. That's a or a Tron situation. That's that extended. See, I was neck. I was kind of thinking it was from the reiteration of uh, Lost in Space. Okay, well, it could be anything, really. It's fan art. What's with uh, the Borg have influenced a controversial alcoholic drink? When were the Borg ever talking to somebody in a suit? 
Okay, who knows? All right, we're we're going off a deep end here. Well, we always do. I know this you is can a edit bad. It out. You can you have the power. You can have the power. Edit it out. Start with the deep fake. You can edit all that out. Yeah. So here we are at uh, the conclusion. Yeah, we're we're at the end of. Thank um, God. Jeez, we are at the end of. Uh, I wanted to say the reading rainbow for some reason, but maybe that made sense because the Jordy. Jordy, doesn't he have that book, The Reading Rainbow? It's a show, not it's a, a book. show. Okay. Well, all right. It's got The Reading Rainbow. Here we are at the end, and um, we are almost at the end of Picard and Mandalorian, and so our our next episode of our rambling podcast here is going well, to you know, be... it is what it is. It's going to be finales, finale time of Mandalorian and Picard, and we're going to have a guest speaker our next we are we are i'm gonna i'm gonna make it happen i'm gonna make it so okay. number one I, I, that's that'd be awesome if you did it i it's gonna happen i'm going to su- right. i'm Number's gonna cool. suggest that that we call in our surprise guest speaker next sunday night. well now you keep saying i'm gonna suggest so well i gotta make sure they're in on board with it okay well and now <laughs> the end is near <laughs> <laughs> this guy's daddy can't sue us, right? Because <laughs> the state yeah. could sue us. Yeah, whatever the fuck. <laughs> like, like Sinatra. What are they gonna get? A, what are they gonna get out of me? Bunch yeah, of, bunch of fucking, free. bunch of uh, coasters. We can it. give him our five dollar Bo-Katan action figure and say, "Oh, here. I'm keeping it that." I so. give him a half-eaten bag of M&M. There we go. <laughs> with with the lady, the lady M&M on it. The lady. She's wearing flats. She's not a lady. I did it. So don't don't pro- don't promise guest stars if you can't deliver. That's I'm all delivering I'm the guest star. It's coming. All right. It's gonna happen. And by the way, it's just somebody she knows. It's not. It's not like somebody <laughs> famous. It's just somebody she knows. Somebody, you know, somebody you know else. this person do. You I do, but do. I'm just, I'm just saying. It's just. Does it matter? People don't we, know what. I know. I'm not, saying. I, I know what I'm saying. Is it's, it's as if we grab Frank off the street or something. That's all it is. Or one of the dogs learned how to talk. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if the dogs could talk? They've been really nice today. They've been. They've been. So it's probably because you gave them a coconut and Probably. With that being said, I hope everybody that is listening to us right now has a safe space to go to. And with that, I will bid you adieu and good night. My name is Scott, and it's a safe space. My name is Nancy, and um, I don't need a safe space. <laughs> nah, because she likes weird actors. Stop it. I, I'm, I'm not going to throw Nick Ugh. under the bus. He's oh, amazing. It kind of looks like he crawled He's out from under there by himself. He is absolutely amazing. I want to make a fun. Yeah.